I've Nisa never been in an IKEA. Nisa All gray. Right. <laughs> hey, internet. Hi, my name is Todd, and we're going to be playing some Dungeons & Dragons. I'm going to be the DM. Today is episode, I think... Wait, I'll do this with the appropriate gravitas. Episode 29 of our Strange Acquaintances homebrew campaign. It is an interactive D&D game, and uh, yeah, you can join us live on Twitch, Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, no, not Facebook. Uh, YouTube. Because only old people use Facebook. Um, like me. Uh, so anyway, you're welcome to jump in live and make suggestions in chat and say hey. Uh, if it's your first time here, make sure you click the button and, uh, you know, say hey, support us, and uh, follow all that jazz. You can also find all our stuff on the podcasts. All the podcasts. All the places. Strongly recommend jumping in at the beginning of one of these campaigns, including this one, or Steve's campaign, the Shadowrun campaign, which is a great time. So we are alternating back and forth, and just a quick bit of uh, housekeeping. Next week, I am away, but I think Steve might be doing something. So go, go check out his channel, and you can always check out Darcy on Darcy's channel. And I think that's all the things. I'm going to go say hi to the table. Hi, table. Uh, hi, Todd. Hi. Well, I yeah, you can tell I just had a I shotgunned a coffee like 45 minutes ago, so I'm like peak. Peaking. All right, so uh, we're just going to quickly introduce and go around the table and get right back into it, because this is episode 29. Uh, you heard enough about me, so let's go up here and talk to Timely. Hello, I'm Timely, and I'm my pronouns are Sheer, and I am playing Hilda Bonebraid, who is a dwarf paladin. Um story goes that she is now eagerly awaiting word from her parents after telling them of her new adventuring lifestyle after flunking out of med school. Well, I was What's going to happening? ask you about that. Uh, I meant to do this <laughs> earlier, but um, out of curiosity, what town does her, do her parents live in? Like, is it Tazvrel? Oh, let me, let me see. If I wrote it down on my roll 20 bio. You might have, but even if you have, <laughs> it's okay to change it to the most interesting choice, which may yeah. or may not be Tazfrel. That's up to you. It's true. You it's could uh, pop right in. Oh, it might be. Either way, they might be traveling. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I would think that um, I went to school in a different city, but... Tasparilla is probably somewhere that I can be familiar with. Alright, so thank you. Or it could be like you live, you grew up somewhere else, but you went to university in Tasparilla. Like, oh, yeah, it's true. But you have oh. parents yet. That makes sense. And so that's why they're coming to visit you on Parents' Day. <laughs> and so we need to get back to Tasparilla really, really do... quickly so that she, that Hilda can be there for when her parents show up and we can oh. all together pretend she's still in medical school and we're her class. I think I want to do this. I would like, love screw to do that. All of my notes. I just don't know how we would all learn that that is a thing we need to try and do. But otherwise, <laughs> yes. We just be exactly walking the kind in. of D&D that I want to be part of. Congratulations, I folks. You perfect. just sidelined my entire plan. And I, lo I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's keep going around the what? horn. Um, That's today. 
<laughs> you suddenly wake up within a cold sweat and a realization. There's just a really bored clerk <laughs> whose who's entire job is to send out like two or three sending spells a day. Be like, hello, you are cordially invited to. Go to Tazferel Tigers. All right, let's keep going around the horn. Gordon, who are you? And what do you want to do today? Hey, um, Gordon playing, I guess, still two characters. Uh, playing Talithar, who's a, a, a paladin who has found himself with this motley crew as he's um, traveled with them and is on the same mission. And then also playing Rook, who an OG member of the Strange Acquaintances and has reunited with uh, his compatriots. Absolutely. So I'll pop the other card in there in a bit, but yeah, both of them on deck and back in the action. All right, let's uh, jump over to Steve. Hey, still playing Gex Tetford. Uh, yeah, he's just old and cranky and adventure happy uh but more importantly um also also playing the resident copywriter for ads so if anyone players watchers have um something they would like advertised just shout it out i find i find i get more into writing fleshing out the ad idea when the idea is not my own Fair enough. Have you done an ad for Taz Pharrell University yet? Prospective students. Taz Pharrell Tigers. Taz Pharrell Tigers. While we're on that topic, I think what we've just decided is that Hilda has canonically attended U of T. Oh my goodness. Right? Oh, yeah. That's fair. University of Tazwell. I didn't even think of it as (laughs) as an analog for Toronto, where most of us met. I mean, that is funny. That works. That works. And you know what? The undertow Um, definitely Scarborough. I mean, (laughs) hey, now I resemble that comment. It's just part wasteland. Just only part. All right. I shouldn't talk. I'm I'm a Westie, so I'm gonna get some hate mail on that one. All right, so let's keep going on the horn. Uh, Darcy, what do what do you do? How do you do? Hi everyone, I'm Darcy. Uh, they them pronouns following Timely's suit. Good reminder. I always forget to do that. Absolutely. Uh, I'm playing Empty Wisdom, who was a monk who didn't really fit in with the rest of the monks, and has now started to dabble in druidism after. Um, the events of the campaign. Go watch the campaign. It's good. It's a good show. Um, <laughs> hey, I uh, agree. And yeah, uh, she has not been extremely, um, let's say, militaristic, for lack of a better term, uh, other than the spirit that resides within her. Uh, and now everyone's talking about uh, storming the castle, um, metaphorically speaking. So we'll see or how literally. that shakes out today. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if there's actually a castle. We are definitely doing some storming. Have fun storming. I need that sound effect now. All right. It's a good one. I that movie it's, last night. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Uh, don't. Here's a pro tip from my my wife. 
Uh, don't watch it when you've got like a 39 degree fever when you're young Ooh. because it's terrifying. Oh. Because it's yeah. like fever dream, like. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just remembered something, but I'll do that when it's my turn again. I have a story. Maybe I'll tell it at break. A story from traveling, mm. and it is incredibly embarrassing, and I'm willing to share it with y'all. All right, uh, let's let's keep going around the horn. Uh, Brandon, I think you're up next. Hola. Uh, my name is Brandon. Uh, he, him, pronouns. I am playing Eli uh, Eckhart, who is a half-elf wizard, a young little uh, fellow who just lost his grandma and I think is about to fast-track the grieving process. Uh, <laughs> he jumped right to anger. These guys, yeah. <laughs> to help everyone uh, metaphorically storm the castle. So, I think that's we'll the stages, right? It's like denial... Um, Anger, anger, storm the castle, roll for initiative. I think that's how I deal with grief, right? Yeah, that's what they teach at UFT. <laughs> it's <laughs> in the medical rich. department. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the psychiatry department. <laughs> mm, yeah. I love it. All right, and top left on my screen, Matt. I am playing Balin, the Clan Iron Eater, a uh, Dwarven crafter, and uh, he's uh, the first generation of Dwarves born in the uh, reclaimed halls of Ilifarn, and he's set out on adventure looking to uh, reclaim lost Dwarven uh, lore and uh, artifacts. I think, and, like, uh, in our analogy, from the, belly of a worm. the Lost Hills of Ilitharn is, like, probably a Collingwood kind of analog, am I right? <laughs> Sure. I got I yeah. got one chuckle. I, I appreciate the pity chuckle. All right. Oh no, that wasn't pity. That was actual legit. They have caves there. Um awesome. And thank you again for joining us. And uh that brings us back around uh now. The voice speaking from beyond and up beyond, you know, the blur viaduct, uh Bella. Yes, in the uh, pithy Scarborough Center. Um, hi, I'm Bella, and I am playing, I believe it's Isold for this game. It is. <laughs> I never mm -hmm. know. I never know. Um, and gosh damn it, this is a no rook zone. Oh, if you not haven't seen a fan. Oh. If you have not seen the image, that was drawn last week. I don't know if you can do this, uh, Todd. Remind, and if we remind me, I'll throw it up Emily, after the break. It needs to go up to show if, everybody. If you could send that to me, Timely, at some point, I'll throw it up on this on the stream classic. for all to enjoy. And don't forget to follow the various people because they have amazing stuff. Um, I always try my best to like re. Is it retweet? I don't know on Instagram, so you can always check us out there and also make suggestions. Uh, and I think that's all the players, and that is me. So let's dive in and play some Dungeons and Dragons.
Oh, I almost did it again. Let me make sure the mics are live. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> and now. The dawn comes. You've had a long rest. It is glorious. It's every bit as glorious as you remember an entire night's sleep. Uninterrupted. It was absolutely amazing. Um, the All of you are now level 10, just in case anybody missed that. You managed to defeat an attack by the Beholder and uh, Kathvaran and uh, his various minions. And the you've learned a lot. You freed the captive, Torig, and you managed to have a little... A little bit of time for yourselves as you reconnect. Oh, and we're going to pause for one second while Darcy shares that image. <laughs> Thank you, Darcy. I appreciate that. Again, we talked about this, earlier. This is, uh, this, this is Timely's, not mine. <laughs> Just, I realized I could pull it up pretty quickly. Fantastic. So. Thank you. <laughs> no rooks. So. There she is. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm done. All right. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> That's no, it's, it's good. Immediate feedback. I love it. All right. It probably flipped, didn't it? Because of, no, no, no it flips good. on my end. I can only. Read it. That's how yeah. that flipping works. Discord's weird. It flips it for you in your preview, but not in the actual thing you're sending. So I think it's so when you're like anyway. lefty, righty. Anyway, so you've all I managed. It. I get it. Just... To meet up, um, to get a good night's sleep, to uh, reconvene yourselves. You've hiked your way. I forgot. Uh, you've hiked your way down to the smuggler's town. You've re, um, reconnected with Jimmy and Captain Derek and uh, Lesrin, the lizard folk ambassador. Right. And you are all down by the docks when you see the governor and her cadre approaching. You've also got the captive that was um, that you have managed to free almost killing him in the process, removing that massive red crystal from the forehead. Um, he's got this massive pucker of a scar uh, and probably a bit of a speech impediment. Seriously, that thing is a giant spike in the brain. Um, but he is alive, Torig, um, the one-time ally of Gordon. Uh, well, still ally now, re-ally of Gordon. Once played by Carl. We miss you, Carl. Much love. Um, so, but, but our table's full, so let's just keep going. Um, so you have re reconvened uh, at the docks, and you have a decision to make. Strange acquaintances, what do you want to do? I think, like, Rook would know from, like, escaping... How many were down there? Like, how many baddies? Are we talking like dozens or like a dozen, or are we talking like hundreds? Um, he broke out. I would say, since you don't ever need to sleep, you probably saw dozens, multiple dozens, okay. though. Probably a and he probably assessed them a little bit. Like, is I guess what he's trying to gauge is if. The group here were to teleport back. Is it just complete suicide, or would they would they stand a chance to catch? I'm gonna do get you to do a retroactive perception check for me with advantage because you spend a lot of time there. 
Okay. Sorry, Bela, just gotta go uh, visit the John real quick. He says, running off to uh, a little hut by the uh, by the dock masters. It, it's really just a formality. It empties right into the water. Twenty one. Immediately spits out the water I was drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're all like. <laughs> uh, 21. I honestly that... just thought of things you don't do when you approach the border. <laughs> Run off to the bathroom is number one. Just pro tip, everybody. And uh, ironically, that story is going to come back on break when I tell my travel story. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, just that's what yeah, we call a teaser. That checks out. All right. So, um, Rook. You know that that there are sections of that lair which have been rigged with traps, and they are incredibly deadly. There are several creatures amongst those several dozens down there. Uh, probably about half of them are um, imprisoned magic users with the crystals embedded in their foreheads in various cages. The other half are inquisitor types, like warrior types. Um, who are voluntarily there. And then, of course, you've got the monsters themselves. So that it'd be at least a, several dozen on top uh, uh, of the specific monsters you've seen and some that you haven't. You've, you've seen all manner of creatures, some undead, things that have no right working together ever. Um, you saw a really wide range of things. Uh, everything from gnolls, ogres, you've seen, um, uh, you're pretty sure you saw some kind of chimera at one point. You're pretty sure you saw, well, you've seen the Oni, several, like lots of Naga, several different kinds of them, including the undead kind, the bone Nagas. Uh, those were some of the more common creatures serving Katharan. I think that's like the third different way I'd pronounce that. Anyway, we're going to keep going. Handway. Relay that to everyone that that's kind of what we're up against. So if we go, we need like an exit strategy, like a way to get out just in case. Uh, uh, who is this again? Why, why would we want to go? That sounds like not a place we want to go. Unfortunately, my cape only has the ability to transport two people. Well, well, I think our reason for wanting to go is that we are being hunted as a group and probably individuals. And ideally, when one is being hunted, one gets into a little bit of role reversal and hunts the hunter first. You know, the best defense is a good offense. Some sportsman guy said that, I think. But we don't have to be the only ones that go. I mean, the teleportation circle can bring a lot of people. And I think we've made some friends that can maybe fend off the smaller people while we go track down the beholder. Do the people that you're talking about wanting to be transporting 
need to be willing participants. <laughs> I'm going to say people? for my own ethical standards, yes. <laughs> I think we would get a better chance if the people who also transported with us had some idea that they would need to fight with us. So, scratch <laughs> Operation Cannon Fodder, okay. <laughs> Empty looks down at the, like, weird mushroom person, the, like, small mushroom person that's next to her, maybe in her arms. I don't know how big they are in your mind. Probably actually kind of only, like, baseball size or great. That's, what, that's more like a <laughs> grapefruit that I motioned. Um, and I believe they only speak and understand druidic. So, if I speak to them, no one else is going to understand. Um, but I, I look down, I go, do you think more people like you would come? This is not new to me, but could, it, it answers friends by reaching have? into its own stock slash stomach and pulling off sure. a little chunk of itself and holding it up towards you. Oh. Uh, are you okay? Is that uh, okay? And just I do that thing where have you ever seen oh, that bit where goes, it's like if you just hand something to somebody, they will always take it. Yeah, and it, <laughs> like, it kind of like goes. You're holding it. Yeah, and these spores go. Some of the spores land on the little chunk, and with a few seconds, it starts to begin to take the mushroomy shape itself. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so from the outside, everyone else just hears, like, empty and this, like, mushroom just kind of like... You want to get high? Something like that. I don't know... Like cuts through the conversation, everyone just sort of stops and looks at her for a second, or if people just kind of talk over that. Up to you. Um, I think Alpha is going to take a look and just go, what? Uh, and then go back to the group and say, listen, we've got a couple options. We could go back to Kalron and finish our mission. Get Lestrin, go back, get reinforcements. And he turns to Torque. Torque, you can cast it from whenever, right? We could go go back to Calron, and then cut to like with some reinforcements, right? I we can make that happen. I'm a little tired still, but I can get us there. I can also take us right into the mix. It's your call. But could you? But could you do two? Could you take us to Calron? We get reinforcements and then take us in, or uh... one or the other. I I can I can probably do that. So guys, we could I mean we could go right now, it's a bit more risky. Or we can go back to Calron and crew, get more mage order buddies, and then strike. I'm in favor of gaining some more mage order buddies. I was just gonna suggest these guys, and he kind of points to, like, all the pirates behind him, and it's like, we got all this, uh, and he 
kind of hushes down like we got a lot of stuff from the thing that fell out of the Oni's bag. I can only imagine what's in the actual lair. I'm sure if they heard that there was a lot of loot there, they'd willingly sign up. But mages are probably a better better idea than... Smugglers and pirates. Yep. <laughs> I say both mages? are a good idea. Yeah. All of the okay. above. Project... Cannon fodder. I haven't fully understood what's happening, but weren't the mages just the ones that were trying to kill all of us? Yeah, they were, which is exactly why we're going to pick a fight on their behalf with someone else. Okay. Um. Well, I, I, I want to come with everyone. I don't know exactly what's happening, but I've been in the same place my whole life and I think this is a chance to reach out to something new. I like I hold the staff in one hand and the like the, the mushroom in the other and it's like I think I've found something that speaks to me. Depending on how I don't know how big the circle you're planning on making is but i i think i can bring some bring some reinforcements how long do we have the teleportation is kind of instantaneous right there's only so many people that can go with the teleport mm. teleport circle I think it's, yeah. um, I think it's however many people can run through it in one's yeah, one turn, over. which yeah, is a lot so a, if you organize. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Okay, I just have, like I mean, this is me as a player, I guess, because other people in the party would probably just know this and think about it. But like, is there a size requirement? Like, could, for example. Uh, a Tarask go through just hypothetically or would their toenail get stuck you know that kind of thing uh I mean <laughs> okay I'm gonna have to check this spell hold on uh okay shimmering portal opens within it the circle be whatever draw. you think you're the you're the GM <laughs> and any creature that enters it instantly appears within five feet of the destination so I mean if it's a Tarask and it enters after the rest it's gonna crush them but besides that I mean, it's got to fit within five feet of it. So, like, I yeah, suppose... Yeah, it's like, what counts as do... entering the space is the yeah. question, right? Like, if you overlap the space, did you enter the space, right? That is the next one. I guess one. that's sort of the question. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, basically, okay. however many people can run through the circle in a turn. Which is a lot. Because I want to bring a huge creature is the thing yeah it would work but it's going to take up a bunch of space that a bunch of mediums could take up well i mean practically if if some people run through and then continue to run and clear the space on the other side yeah it's like escalator rules yeah cool great Okay. I mean, empty's centerpiece. 
carry on. <laughs> it's about of, then, uh, Elias. You, you were talking. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Balin. Well, you were talking about your your little mushroom friend there. Um, uh, I've got again my bag of weird mushrooms. I have no idea what to do with them. Uh, they're yours now. Enjoy. I'm, I'm oh. regifting. I figure you have more of a connection to it than I do. Raise the mushroom army. Did you get these gemstone? Okay, thank you. They, they were gifted to me by the Minotaur from the town, and I know That's nothing right. about mushrooms. To me, these are just tasty snacks, you know? I figure uh, you, you might have more of a use for them. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Here little you guy. Go. You can... Hopefully they're not offended by this being, like, dead friends or something. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing a little spore graph can't fix, right? I am going to write that down on my uh, my, my, my sheet here, which is These are the bag notes. of miscellaneous mushrooms. mushrooms. And then I, I will not remember where I got these from. But I have written them down. <laughs> yeah, I think the only information Todd gave me is uh, it, it's like a bag of soggy mushrooms. And other than that, I got They're no soggy. idea. They're soggy. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Excellent. Moist. Moist. Let's moist all say mushrooms. moist. Moist mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I think like Talvar's going to look at Elias like, I don't know these pirates. I don't know if they would help us. And I don't know how trustworthy they are. Like, you guys met them for like two days so if you want to talk to them and see if they're interested okay let them know the danger but we should probably go either real soon to take the element of surprise because sooner or later i think that beholder is going to get wise or we go to calron raise more people and, and go through but we should actually move pretty quickly like that beholder is not dumb it's going to figure it out I think Eli's right. He, I think Eli's right. Um, you, you got in good with the governor, right? She seemed to like you. I think probably we could convince some of them. I don't suppose there's a way for you to go and come back, and then we all go together. Because ideally, if we could have both groups. But at that, Torig pipes up. I got bad news about that. I can't bring us yeah. back here again. I can take us to a circle that I know, and I know at least two in Tazrael. One with the Mage Tower, the other one's down below. Well, how about if? Hmm. No, I, don't have to I guess that through. doesn't work. I could stay here. Send others through. Right. Yes. Okay, so you're here. Someone goes mm -hmm. through the portal, gets mages, and one of them goes to meets us there. We we come from two portals. Could that work? Um, or can they I not mean, connect to the uh, other circle? There's a handful Why of mages that are high enough power to actually come directly back here. Very few, though. I think I, I know, like... I don't mean here. 
I mean, like, to where we're going. Can you not well, tell them how the to get there? Tone. Okay. I think, Talathar, this is your situation and you know what's best, so let's go do the mages. I suggest going to the mages because from what Brooke just said, there's a lot. There is still a lot of enemies down there, and I don't know of a very good exit plan beyond Torig creating another teleportation circle if we have to get out of dodge. Yep, so mm. I'm okay so, with that. I want to point out I'm something. Not... I'm not quite up to fighting strength right now. I mean, I can come if you want, but I'm I'm not going to be punching my weight class. No, you're you've done enough, Torig. Mm-hmm. So that means I'll that do what I can. Yeah. I mean, I'm so exhausted and damaged. I think this is like the third different accent I've done. In at least as many games. It's what the language part of the brain. I, <laughs> he's speaking only in Dwarven now. It's, he's down to just one. So so I think like, show of hands, but like, Talthar um, is for going to the Mage Tower, completing the mission, getting Lesrin back, and getting people, and then attacking real, you know, in the same day. Eli's um, gonna second it. Yep, third so one day. Then in one okay. day, there'd be an advantage with going right now, or do we lose an advantage? And and I don't know if anyone has any insight to this or a rook has insight to this. Like, what do we lose by spending several hours gathering the troops? I do think that we have someone who can divine the future, don't we? Do you want to cast something there, Elias? I mean, I don't know if I have an ability that could. There do are that. some spells. There are a couple of spells yeah, that will allow you to get a good, good idea of a particular path. I... Two of them are augury and divination. I don't know if you have either one of those prepared, but if, I, I mean, it's I... a new day, so you still can switch it up if you want. I don't even think I took them. I think they might be out of my... I don't have augury. Much to the shame of your grandma. (laughs) I think it's not like a wizard spell, weirdly. Yeah, it's a cleric spell, technically. Yeah. Although they might have, like, given it to wizards with Tasha's or something. They added a bunch of extra spells to the spell list in Tasha's, if you want to play with those rules. I think a divination wizard should be able to figure out, like... So, yeah. I'm going to give you Augury as a class feature. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll cast it. (laughs) Okay. That seems too fair. While he's casting it, Dalder will turn to, like, Lesseran and not even just asking, what do you think of the situation? Do you want to enter this risk or we can take you back first um sorry who are we asking last room my mission is to speak with the head of the mage order but I trust you I don't know them 
murders. I think my masters would be able to be of assistance in time if the negotiations go well. The lizard folk um, man stands there kind of wrapped in in their cloak kind of sea battered there's a you know you hear the seagulls and the ship is pretty much ready to sail as well which is another option if you want it so Elias what does your augury um, seem like is it roll the bones is it a what kind of token are you reading tea leaves how do you do this i think let's see i think it would be he used the coin before so i think heads would be good tails would be bad and then on its side good and bad all right um <clears throat> Okay, so by casting gem inlaid sticks, rolling dragon bones, laying out ornate cards, or employing some other divination tool, a coin, you receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take in the next 30 minutes. The DM chooses one of the following possible omens, a wheel for good results, woe for bad results, Wheel and row for both good and bad results. Or nothing. Um, it doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change during the outcome, such as casting of additional spells, etc. Um, if you would like... Oh, there is a 25% chance of that you get a random reading if you cast it too many times in a row. So, you would like to cast, flip your coin? Go yep. ahead and roll an arcana check for me. Twenty-three. Ooh, nice. Damn. Alright, so you flick the coin. It hits the ground and starts spinning around. And um, it spins longer than it any normal coin should, just as part of the magic. And all around you, you feel this this gust of wind begin to shove, and and yet the sounds of the seabirds and everything fade away for a moment as you stare at this coin. What is it specifically? The course of action you want to test. Going to see the mages? You kind of have to pick which path does this flip appeal to, apply to. So, and it only I'm looks just, at 30 minutes, yeah. I'm going to look at Talithar and let him, like, whatever your question is, I'm going to basically channel it. if we go right now to attack the Beholder? Because if it's not a good omen, then we're going to go to the mages. Okay, that makes sense. All right. 
So as it spins, and it takes a while before it actually settles out, and then... Whoa. To the mages we go. <laughs> now you're welcome to test that outcome as well, but there's a 25% chance you're going to get some randomness. Whoa, huh? Yeah. No, there's... As, as whatever element of surprise we would get additional... You know, there's... It looks like there's a lot of traps. Like, Rook will pipe in, like... The Beholder was also weaker here. He has more power in his lair. So we might get the drop on him, but between him and de other deadly traps and all his minions, he would actually be a, at a disadvantage without reinforcements. So you're saying Project Cannon Fodder Mage Virgin. And Talther will just pipe up and say, like, well, I wouldn't call them Cannon Fodder. There's some powerful mages and they can grab mercenaries. With the mages, we might be able to actually free other prisoners. Mm. Sounds good to me. The dollar will turn it light. So that was woe, right? Yeah. Woe for us. Not yeah. Woe for, yeah. I think it's about time we start drawing that teleport or start casting that teleportation circle. All right, I'll get right to it. Gather what you need. I won't do the last sigil until you're ready to roll. All right. Uh, excuse me. What the hell do you think you're doing? You hear the gravelly voice of the matronly governor coming down the dock. She's got about six people kind of in her group with her as she's walking down. I have not come down to the little dock in a long time. It is a shithole. And yet, here you are. So, <laughs> what's going on, everybody? Oh, you know... Attacked by a beholder and a bunch of monsters. Yep. All there was an army. She kind of looks from person to person to try to judge if it's actually real that you just said. Does she want to roll for perception? <laughs> she kind of sees the stony face looks and kind of shrugs. All right. Well, my sources have been saying that lots of weird stuff has been happening out there. I've got three ships that are late. I've got crews that are getting too drunk because they're here too long. Some people telling me that it's maybe not safe in the South Passage right now. So I thought I'd get a word from, uh, from you. She looks over at Elias. So, I think we may have stumbled across something big, and we're going to go deal with that. 
you're welcome to join us. <laughs> but I don't think you would want to. Because from what I've gleaned from my short visit in your your uh, uh, abode is that uh, you you pirate types value your lives. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, little little guy. You're in my town, and I need a favor, and I'm gonna ask nice once. So, I need you to tell me, do your little thing, and tell me wh whether the South Passage is open or not. And uh, me and my boys are gonna wait right here till you're ready to tell us. Okay. Um. Divination. Yeah. Exxon. Command here. <laughs> you walk into my oh. town with talents. I put them to use. I'm aware. Or you don't walk out. Uh, that part I was not aware of. Um, I'm gonna flip the coin again. One of the mercenaries that's with her is the big minotaur who kind of looks around, notices Balin there, is like, gives you a little nod. Then goes back to trying to look tough. I, I give him a subtle nod back. Uh, so I'm going to flip the coin, but I'm not going to cast Augury. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get you to roll Deception, please. Okay. Can they take advantage? Why? Because this is like... They are performing. They know exactly what actions to. Oh yeah, I would let you roll either effect. performance or deception. Actually, oh, okay. it's the same. I tried. <laughs> it's the same. Oh god! Oh. Damn it! Oh. Yeah, that's a that one. Oh. oh. So the coin oh. is, and she steps on it. And she grabs you by the scruff of the neck and like shoves you back so you're just on your heels dangling over the edge of the of the dock. And she's like, listen, I appreciate what you've done, but I don't want you pulling any of your bull. I need to know. And if it takes a month sitting in my dungeon to soften you up, that's what it'll be. Okay, look, here's the situation. Okay, I've been nothing but honest, but I need my magic to go kill this thing, and if we kill this thing, then the South Passage will be clear. That's a pretty logical line of events. So, Sorry. I'm gonna Gex, go out and Did you want to do something? He'll just been listening, so he'll kind of step forward and, like, right up to the Minotaur. The biggest, whoever's the biggest. The Minotaur, um, yeah. Probably still looking down on the Minotaur, I'm going to assume. It's pretty eye to eye. You're not that get, huge. <laughs> yeah. It's a big thing. Well, even better. So we'll get kind of nose to nose with it. And then, like, look ever so slightly, like, just turning his head towards her. Um, and saying, listen, you really need to put him back down right now. Because 
we just finished telling you that we, as a group, this group here, just annihilated a bunch of legendary creatures of the magnitude that it would take so long to describe uh, that and if we and if we did you'd probably pee yourself and yet you want to stop us from going and finishing the job which would make your village safe i just don't understand that so i'm not really going to try to understand that because if you couldn't have gleaned that this is a benefit for you to just get out of our way We'll just make you get out of our way because we just made all of them get out of our way. She gives a look, and I need you to roll either athletics or acrobatics, please. Well, we'll just do some acrobatting here. 21, thirdly. That beats 15. So the at a single glance from her, the minotaur's whose arms have been crossed, just kind of takes, doesn't even uncross them, just raises them and cross-checks you, trying to shove you in the river. And uh, you easily sidestep it. And, uh, and Can um, I counter and just let his moment, like, just kind of give him an extra shove so his momentum takes I him? I give you a chance to try that, but it's an athletics check on your part. Okay. Uh, a 21 again. That is a 21 tie. So it's rollies. Roll one more time, sir. <laughs> oh, oh, that 20. Oh, seven. Oh, the uh, There's this moment of like shifting and like, and you just pivot at the right moment, just your hip into it and just over the with a snort and a splash the minotaur goes over the side you're kind of of just on your back heel but you're still okay all right uh anybody else want to do anything i'm not going to make you roll initiative quite yet talithar is actually going to say enough to everybody Hmm. he's going to look at like the pirate captain we just told you that there's a lot of crazy monsters yes the south passage is not safe we have friends in the water and they're saying it's not safe that's why we're not in the water we're teleporting out of here to finish the job she kind of uh go ahead and roll persuasion check for me or intimidation or deception it's your call yeah not not not, not deception Uh, yeah it's true it's just a real thing it's true Oh, he's beginning. That was like an intimidating voice, so he'll go intimidation. Sure. Okay. 13. She looks nonplussed as she's still holding Elias, and she's just looking back at you, Talithar. She's like, Well, no offense, Mr. Shiny Pants, but I'd rather hear from the one I know can. Do the magics. So, what's okay, it gonna, gonna be, Skinny? <laughs> I'm gonna ask. And her now to she's move her whoosh, got a dagger out. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna just ask just in her, her hand, to, like, just to make a point. Yeah. Um. Okay. If you can go ahead and just uncover the coin, please, so I can see it. She pulls back 
pulling you back onto the dock and letting you stand and then she li- she's like and she whispers in a way that only those with a high passive and just Elias can hear as she whispers you lied to me again I'll take one of your eyes and she moves her boot okay what's what is it currently are you spending the... this spell slot it's level two. Uh, just currently at, like as she stepped on it like what did it land on like uh sure let me roll it's on woe okay uh, I'm gonna. She's holding me, right? Uh, she's let you go now, and taken half a step back, but she's poised and ready. Yeah, let's just play it safe. Let's just do the augury. It does take about a minute to cast, as you're like, I didn't make it do that before but you're like prepping the coin and like channeling the magics and so on so you scoop it up I mean that's a really good point does that mean that he could also cast it as a ritual uh, and not cast I don't know we kind of just gave him this ability so like yeah. you don't I mean technically you can away, cast it as a ritual but it would take it's a, a ritual lot spell so it would be it mm-hmm. would take longer so. then that's all it would yeah. take up to yeah. about 11 minutes but Right. You could try to persuade I her. Need, I need my eyes, and I just rolled a nat one. Let's not take that much of a chance. Your dice is pre-disaster now, so it's good. You just, also, you, you can get demon. spell slots back on a short rest. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. What could possibly? Yeah, you can. I I can cure wounds on your eye. Um, <laughs> as this thing, is all okay. going down. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to uh, preemptively uh, take my short bow and invoke its right, just in case. So you just kind of reach behind you and run your hand along that really sharp bowstring and just... Yeah. Or that sharp spot on the handle, whichever way you prefer. That is what I do. The blood coats your strength, and, and you're ready to roll. I'll just smile at her and be like, okay. We can all be ready. All right, Elias, the spell takes effect. And you flip your coin. Go ahead and roll a any, any, any dice. It's evens and odds for you. Well, actually, no, roll Arcana again. We'll do this the same way. I've already rolled to see the results are accurate or not. 11. All right. The dice spins and... What is it you are seeking clarification for? Is is the South Passage, like, good to travel through? It... This time it's unambiguous and it's faster. As soon as you... You make that clear thing. The coin itself, almost like a magnet, it's like hits the dock, rolls a little, 
and then just goes hard slap as whoa. There you go. It's a bad, bad idea, as we did not need to use magic to tell you that. Sorry, I'm getting a bit lippy. I'm just a bit anxious. It's not safe. If you let us go, we're about to hopefully remedy the situation. The faster we do it, the faster you'll be able to sail. By now, the Minotaur's climbed back out and sopping wet and just kind of glaring at Gex, but fighting is... I even give the Minotaur a handout, you know? Nice. Um, (laughs) The the governor's standing there with their arms crossed, kind of tapping her foot, looking at everybody, and then she relaxes. All right, then. See, that wasn't so hard. So... We won't go south yet. You say you might be able to open the way? I got ten shipments of things that shall not be named waiting. Is it a fight you're walking into? I'm gonna... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't have that many to spare. But I can pass the word. We can see if anybody's willing to go with you. Hopefully, like, quickly. For up the right price. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So we're doing you a favor here, though. It's your tens of thousands of gold merchandise that's stuck. We've got no financial stake. Why are we paying you to help you free up your own shipments? Can you explain that one? Go ahead and roll Persuasion there, Balin. I don't do anything for free. And I don't expect others well, to do don't the either. same. At least I don't. You got some valuable dwarven merchandise up in that little tower there, all right? If we want to talk about, you know, who owes who what. I got a 10. <laughs> okay. So she kind of gives you this little, like, hmm. All right. All right. Tell you what. We'll call it even. You get that passage open. You're welcome here as our honor guests anytime. Free passage. I'll even throw in a few of your trinkets. Oh no, I look around at the rest of the, the crew here. What do you guys think of that? I think that's uh yeah, probably. Great. All right. So mechanically, how this is going to work, she puts out the word. You guys are gathering up. You got about, she's like, give me half an hour. And the word goes out pretty quick as she marches off back down and like her various helpers go scuttling off into the village. They call out at the inn, the barracks and so on. And mechanically, how this is going to work is everyone except Gordon is going to have an NPC volunteer. So you basically are all dueling down. Um, a rogue or fighter archetype. Um, they're only like, it's not really like super high level or anything. It's like level five technically. So if you want to roll it up officially or just approximate, that's totally fine. They're basically NPCs uh, that you guys get to control and boss around. So go ahead and give them names and so on. Um, and I'm going to guess uh, who would like the 
besides him taking his little dip, the Minotaur is one of the ones that volunteers, so you can, that's one, and the rest you get to make up. Well, Except for you, Gordon, because like, you're already dueling. <laughs> before we jump ahead too much, um, so these, they want to help us go clear this passage, which we have no intention of doing because we're trying to teleport directly to the boss fight, right? She gathered that whatever it is that you're up minutes to. to do, do we just, like, bail? I mean, you could, if you want. But the like, idea is they're going like, to send okay, you people. Right, no, let's to send the word out. We'll, we'll be here, and then we just leave? <laughs> is that what's going to happen? No, I mean, you can. We would... I think I, we, I... I think we, look, we know that we're not enough. We need numbers. And so, mm -hmm. if there's actually people who are going to sign up to fight this, fine. Let's take them, and let's go to the mage tower, get some mages, and go take the fight. But are they signing up to fight the Beholder? I thought this was, is that the same thing? Yeah, they're signing up to fight the Beholder. Yeah. I thought that was a different thing. Okay, great. Excellent. No. Sure. The no, price it's, is... It's the Beholder there's, they're trusting you that this time. will clear the passage. Indirectly. Indirectly, yeah. Great. All right, cool. I didn't get any of that, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> great. All right, so you all I guess gather... people leave, and I and it probably is something like... Are we in a hurry? Are we are we staying here? What's happening? And then we just have that same conversation. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, great. Um, empty. You do have some time if there is any spells that you want to cast on. Oh, I don't know the nearby trees, rocks, and so on. I mean, that's a great question. Um, are we still heading to Tazfrel first? That was the, my understanding. The mage mage tower in Tazfrel is the destination. As Great. far as I understand, um, that's up to so you. I actually do want to, like, ask, I guess, kind of the group, because I don't know who I'd be asking specifically. Um, so, who... Have you all been to, to Tazfrel? What What's it like? Should I know anything? It's a classic university town. A lot of young people. The, uh, you know, plenty of uh, taverns. You know, some shops, magic shops. Got your mage tower. Got your some underground areas. You know, a pretty good party scene. Uh, occasionally, there's some people that go a little bit astray down by the docks. That kind of thing. What's the you know, station um, from time to time? I would like to think Gex What's... is literally reading this off the brochure. <laughs> to to the University of Tazbrell. <laughs> oh, no. This is the brochure for University of Tazbrell. <laughs> oh my god. End story. Wisdom goes to U of T. <sighs> That'd be great. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, we'll see if they live um, that long. What's the uh, plant life like? I'm I can't really explain it, but I I feel like I could, well, I look down at uh, this mushroom, look back up, maybe talk to the plants. Uh, I see what they're like there. Are they different? I'm, I'm sure we could get your job at the plant. They mostly just process fish and oil, though. <laughs> Not that kind of plant. What? <laughs> so you're talking about nature plants. 
Oh, right. Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> that. If you can get something really big, I don't know if there's anything that's, like, especially strong or There's, like, a dangerous. huge tree. There's a huge tree on the campus, I remember, because everyone oh. hangs out under it. Well, maybe they'd help us. There was a super extra massive tree inside the mage tower. It was like colorful, if I remember correctly. Oh, there was. If if we have time, I think I could get it to help us. Well, aren't we going there anyway? Yeah. Everybody right. decided. Where am I going? Says the big um, minotaur. A little tiny, like, hobo stick with a little satchel tied on the end. <laughs> but instead of just a stick, it's a massive great axe. <clears throat> and anyone else that you want to envision as your NPC, you get uh, basically a one break to, to top them up and figure out who they are. <laughs> Give them a nice backstory. At least one of them. I'm gonna say has a has a secret that you actually you know what invent a secret that each of them has. Everybody, you're I'm gonna is bust out shoe. We're busting out shoe. No Old time plan for a character that was gonna be a a sailor on like a a a sunken um like monster hunting vessel uh what? survived and washed up somewhere else. Let's do it. She's here today. Amazing. They're a pirate now. These characters, Todd. Uh, I only I ever just, designed them at level one, so yeah. they'll have to be leveled up. Yeah, but otherwise, have to level them up. Uh, we'll, so get, we'll, we'll get Shu in here. Absolutely. Uh, we'll say max level five. Whatever you want. And cool. like any uh, things about race or surprise me. And it you said only. Fighter or rogue? You know what? Within re let's say, yeah, they're they're not gonna be super powerful. Like it, I will allow multi-classing in pretty much anything, but fighter or rogue have to be one of them, because you gotta be you gotta be a certain kind of kind of way cool. if you so, want. So like a like a barbarian kind of thing? Yeah, that would work. Okay. Well, I'm happy to play the Minotaur if no one else wants to take the Minotaur. Nice. Do it up. You, you were closest with them. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I feel like we can do like a buddy cop arc. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. She was originally envisioned as a ranger, but I could see you them can, being you like could do ranger, ranger I would allow, rogue. I would allow that. Yeah. Let's keep it simple. If, if you want ranger, ranger's fine. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking like Hey, you know what? Pretty much any class will be fine. You can find all stripes in this little smuggler's village. I already created a, a fighter, so... Nice. Alright. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll take cool. stock. You all gather up with your new motley crew as the strange acquaintances just got bigger. Um, <laughs> and you're all kind of eyeballing each other awkwardly down by the docks. And uh, yeah. Jimmy's like, ah, good luck to you. I'm going to, we got uh, Derek's drunk. I need to get, take care of him. Alessarin looks around at all of you. He's like, should I come? 
Um, don't you need to like, do your thing? I'm supposed to meet with the head of the mage tower. Okay. Yeah. Come, come with us then. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say then, just due to the mechanics of the circle, who's gonna take Lesrin as your NPC then? Ah, uh, crap. I already created one, so... It could be a fighter. That's fine. Well, I think the idea is that they would be coming through and then staying, right? They wouldn't actually be fighting because we're going to Tezfarel, dropping them off, and then going, right? Yeah. yeah okay. okay. Just try Make to sure I'm understanding the logistics. Now, do you ha does everybody have their buddy? I mean, does one yep. of us have to take Lesnar as the buddy, or like mechanic, like no, logistically? Uh, I'll leave it up to okay. you. Okay, I'll leave it up to you. Cool. I mean, interestingly enough, from a like people standpoint, uh, like Rook and uh, Talithar don't have like additional buddy anyway, right? Because <laughs> they're That's each true. other's. They are buddies. <laughs> so anyway. All right, so you know what? How about they would we... be fun to have as a fighter, but I think shoes. I think shoes to shine. Shoe, so, shoe is too good. Unfortunately, it would be I'm fun to have. Excited about shoe. Be here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so I think uh, we will. I think this is a good place for us to take a quick little break. You'll be able to roll up your cool. your level five person. Uh, let me know who they are when we come back, and then we will dive in. So we're gonna take what ten? Let's take ten minutes. So we're going to take a 10-minute break, and we'll be back. And, uh, hey, interweebs, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And if you're uh, doing this, do this, do this thing. Hit the buttons. Help us out. Anyway, we'll see you next time. And uh, we'll be back in 10 minutes. All right, all right. I think we're going to jump back on and meet a whole new crew joining the Strange Acquaintances. Hey, if this is your first time around, don't forget to click the thing. Join us up. We have also do podcasts, live videos, uh, you name it, we're on. Anyway, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the table. I made everybody make some new characters on the break because we don't have enough people to deal with. I don't know. All right, we'll figure it out. So uh, let's go around the horn and meet the new strange acquaintances. Mm. Who wants to go? <laughs> Are we breaking down all our characters? Well, you, you don't have to break <laughs> it all down, but I need names as everybody's kind of standing around in the circle waiting for Torg to finish the last of the of the etchings um, of the teleportation I'll do like circle. a walk up. Take you all I'll the way do a walk the up. Sure. So we see um, this sort of slender man, probably mid twenties, early thirties. Who's who could say? Who could possibly say? Um, uh, gray to silver hair, um, clean shaven except for like a long mustache that is sort of reminiscent of like like catfish whiskers. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just like sort of like the two long uh, threads and nothing else really. Um, and they're wearing like an open shirt with like clearly some kind of tattoo. I think it's probably a little bit hard to tell exactly what it is, like at just first blush. Um, 
just because it's like part of it's are obscured with what shirt he is wearing. Um, he says, so I hear we're fighting monsters. Been too long. Sign me up. And he's got like an oversized bow and like that's clearly been like reinforced and some other accoutrement. Um, especially like sailing gear, like even if he's not going sailing, he's like the kind of guy who carries a sextant just in case. Do you know what I mean? Like he's that guy. <laughs> like I might end up on a boat and need to navigate something. I don't know. Yeah. But that that's my emergency sex sextant. You gotta have an emergency sextant. <laughs> It's important. You remember you never know when you're gonna get like marooned on an island and need to figure out what's going on. Is that useful? I don't know, maybe. Absolutely. I've never used a sextant. And they walk up and they <laughs> they meet empty and empty's just looking they're just exchange looks. And Torg's like Alright everybody. This thing's only open for a second or two, so we're all gonna need to buddy up so that we don't leave anybody behind. So you two, you're together. And so that's how everybody's forced oh, okay. to have a buddy. And he points over to Talithar and Rook. It's like, you two together. I'll take care of me and the big lizard guy. Um, hey, you, <laughs> uh, divination boy. Uh, what, uh, who, who are you pairing up with? Uh, he's just kind of lost, not really know who to pick, and then a uh, tall uh, muscular human wearing like half plate mail has a giant uh, long sword on his back um, kind of steps up he very uh, stoic looking, doesn't look like he talks a lot um, and he kind of steps forward and says name's Jalen and Seems like a fun party to join. Nice. Alright, Jalen. I'm gonna throw that on your as your NPC tracker. Um and by the way, Darcy, how do you spell shu? Uh S H U U. S H U U, alright. And so we got Jalen, we got S H U U and Human. That's all they get. They're just they're just they're just, uh, they're only given those. Alright, let's go with the next one. Uh, Steve, who you got? Uh, his name is Crank E. Normous Bear. And he's just a big bugbear, but he just looks like a bear. He doesn't really talk very much. And uh, he's a barbarian. <laughs> Essentially, he's just a barbarian polearm master. Nice. <laughs> Pretty much his purpose. Honestly, this I live for this. This is this is exactly exactly it. <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, Gordon, we already got you. You got enough characters, Gordon. No more characters for Gordon. Uh, all right, uh, Timely, who are you in with? Uh, so Hilda standing around, much like Eli was kind of just unawares of what's happening, and then suddenly a giant shadow kind of blocks her view of the sunlight, like she just can't see the shadow. She looks up at the half-orc, and then he gruffly looks at her. Name's Graham. Graham? 
Graham. Like Graham Cracker. <laughs> Which is from the island of Graham. It is canon in this. All right. Awesome. All right. Thank you. And uh, Bella. Okay. Uh, Isolde's going to kind of look around and see just off to the side there a uh, higher Genasi just kind of looking around, not sure what to do, and say, You, come with me. And uh, she'll walk up and be like, I'm Frizzle. Nice, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> nice. Love the name. Frizzle. Frizzle <laughs> the Fire Dranasi. And she has a big uh, longsword attached to her back and uh, two axe, like hand axes in her on you know her each hip and she just kind of walks up smiles and goes let's do this nice all right uh so who's next i'm imagining I like a miss frizzle <laughs> yeah from <laughs> from magic school bus magic amazing school. oh miss frizzle i am now yeah <laughs> i you know the the hair actually works really really well uh except i she's wearing chainmails so a little bit different than miss frizzle miss frizzle would wear chainmail it just would also be a dress is always prepared hey she is always prepared so don't mess with the frizz oh no. i love it all right uh let's keep going on the horn matt all right so i've got the uh i'm just using the standard minotaur monster stats and i just yep. give him abilities for a fifth level barbarian um so given that he's a barbarian he doesn't need to wear any armor um mm. So I didn't make him any armor. I didn't burn a fabricate spell to do that. Yeah, and I'm just going to go with the classic Minotaur name, Mysterian. Uh, how do you spell that? Is Mysterian? Asterion. Oh, it's like, like from the me. from the Greek myth here. Oh, see, I'm I'm lost. So I need no. I forget how to spell that. It's in the chat there. Oh, all right, let me pull that up because I'm going to mess that or up I could if just I don't. Do it verbally A S T E R I O N. A S T R I O N. Okay, absolutely. There we go. Done. Done. Asterion. Asterion. All right. Nice. <laughs> Is that everybody? Did I miss anyone? No, all right. Everybody is NPC'd up because apparently that is how we're doing things tonight. Because I don't have enough people to track. All right, keep keep track of your minions. Uh, they may come in handy. Okay. Everybody. All right, everybody. Uh, stay with your buddy. Don't lose them. If you get lost, make sure you um, uh, uh, kiss your ass goodbye because you're probably going to die. 
All right. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle, inside the circle at all times. Let's do this. You ready, Tal? All right. Yeah, and the dwarf good. spins his staff over his head and just slams it down in the center of the circle with this... As the all the runes begin to illuminate, just one at a time around in this arc, and then this blast of light sends up into the sky like it's goddamn metal night, and it's just like, and it's lit up, and everybody just charges into this circle. Parting thoughts as you dive in, anybody? Well, I feel like Hilda is not so much. Sorry. Go ahead, Gord. Okay, so uh, like you better be going to the right place. <laughs> Are you going to the right place? <laughs> I was thinking something similar. Uh, Early Mope Torig's got his runes down today. Why does everyone doubt Torig? It's not like we just pull the crystal out of his brain. Come on. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. I forgot my father's name and piano lessons, but I remember this rune. <laughs> I've got this. Um, yeah. All right. So it's just I boom. Feel, I feel like Hilda. <laughs> hmm. I feel like Hilda's buddies not even letting her like run at this point. Like they just have to her that back of her plate mail and like, they just like charge her. <laughs> <laughs> just bum rush, bum rush the teleportation <laughs> circle with the dwarf paladin. That, that tracks. All right. There's a weird sensation as you all step into the circle. And it's just like, it's almost like Wile E. Coyote. You get a couple steps into the circle and everybody, sh you feel like you should slam into everyone else. But two things happen. One, the people begin to fade away as you all charge into the center and you don't slam into them and you just keep going. And Torg's like, keep running. Whatever you do, don't stop. <laughs> And you're all just like putting one foot in front of the other. And then there's this instant feeling on like the second or third step where your your foot just goes right through the floor. Just and you just feel like you're falling in this tunnel of light. Just the runes are circling all around you down this weird torpedoing tunnel and then just drops out and your foot just suddenly boom hits the ground, solid marble floor in front of you, and you go stumbling out past this identical runic circle in this marble archway, and you come scrambling out in all these dimensions. You get about three more feet past the circle, and, and then, not feet, sorry, um, you go five to ten feet past the circle as you're running, and then you slam, stop yourself at this brick wall surrounding in this teleportation room and you're all just kind of like oh, oh, oh. and you all look around and you take in your new surroundings beautiful marble floor with this permanent stone um, teleportation circle behind you you can hear the footfalls and panting of the people behind you and all around you the room feels it's a very large room probably a good like 30, 40 feet across, but with this many people crammed in it, it suddenly feels kind of tight. Uh, and there is a couple of different archways leading out of here, kind of one on each um, cardinal direction. 
and uh, but they're all gated, and there's one, uh, and Torig is standing there amongst you. All right, head count. Did everybody make it? I uh, hear. Here. Great. Let's go. And he goes and he flings open the door that would be towards the east for those who keep track. Uh, and he goes marching out and he's kind of moving a little haggard as he's leaning on his staff. He's definitely a little tuckered. Uh, and you go walking out into this mage tower. Now, some of you have been in other sections of this. There are multiple floors of this, and this is probably what would be the equivalent about the fifth. And you you catch a glimpse of these beautiful arched windows uh, in the really beautiful stone, um, kind of a motley gray and brown color. And then there's the whitish with dappled floors of the marble. And every, there are no seams anywhere. There's no, um, there's not blocks that have been put together it's all um it's all seamlessly as though it was grown more than it was actually crafted uh balin you recognize solid workmanship this uh you you exit out into a hallway and you see kind of a couple of acolytes sitting there and they kind of snap to attention when this massive crew begins piling out of the door um uh, there's one of them is a dwarf, one of them... Oh, sorry. They're both... One of them's a half-elf, one of them's a human. And they both meet the dwarf, um, uh, Torig, and kind of take in his haggard appearance. They look a little surprised. What do you want to do? I mean, I think Talavar will step up with Torig and, and basically, you know, point to the acolytes, get Calron and the others... We need to discuss this. There's an emergency. Uh, yes, sir. As one of the humans pipes up and goes running off down the hall, uh, mumbling as he goes, like pulling out this little copper, little string of copper as he's running. The other one's standing there. Um, I right. Uh, if you want, I can bring you to the waiting room. And uh, and does anyone need? Ref oh, you are very large and very. So this half-elf brings you over towards uh, a waiting room, very massive waiting room with high, high ceilings. Very, it, everywhere in the mage tower, unless I say otherwise, has it like a 20-foot high ceiling. Like it's, it's cathedral-esque and they're vaulted most places, each room. Um, anyway, so you're sitting in a room with many, many chairs, kind of looking at each other awkwardly or a little while um the time is dragging on a little past what you would expect uh gex will just kind of stand up and do a kind of turn around the room observing possibly considering stealing things because he's just in that kind of mood when he gets impatient so there's not a lot in this room. The sconces are attached to the walls and glowing with a magical fire. Um, the windows look out over Tazvrel with a view that you're pretty sure you've never seen a tower in that direction before. Like, this tower 
when you approach it from the outside does not look very tall maybe three story building but where you are now is now at least the eighth floor looking out over the city and you can get by the angle of the room the whole thing is a massive curved wall like you're on the outside room and you're, there's about three windows in this space uh with the vaulted ceilings and several benches even a few more comfortable chairs uh that you know the bugbear definitely settles down in the comfiest chair like wiggles his butt into the nice comfy leather chair um but there's not much of value per se in this room you can see like a water jug and some some glasses uh, on one of the little side tables, and there's two entrance. There's two doors. One that you came in, and another one that looks pretty bolted and closed at the far end of the room. Hmm. Okay. The really, I mean, the point was to kind of get a sense of where we are, and if he's going to steal something, it wouldn't necessarily be of value. It'd more be you like try to get a sconce off if you want to. They might be like, who the hell would steal that and why? It's you magical know. fire. No, he's not going to steal that. Someone would notice. Yeah. More like right. Mike just pulled a bolt out of one of the door hinges just because that's hilarious. Sure. So you could go um, ahead and start prying at that. Uh, everyone else is varying degrees of civility uh, or not, considering mm-hmm. you just brought a pirate crew with you. Um, Talithar. I mean, given your rank between you and Torig, you would have expected them to answer you by now. It's been about half an hour. Is Torig still in the room? Yeah. Uh, I'll just look at him like, this is... Something's going on. They're taking too long. I, I don't know. He he looks like he's sweating a little bit. Like he's he's definitely suffering from exhaustion, the technical exhaustion still. Um, but he's trying to put on a brave face. You you know your friend really well. And he's is just kind of like, like any of the acolytes in the room, or is it just us? There is the half elf that brought you in, and then they disappeared in the other door for a few minutes, and then came back. And they're just kind of the standing there, will, trying to the keep an eye on the pirates. The half of it. Just say, what's taking so long? When I said this was an emergency, I wasn't kidding. Ah, uh, yes, his uh, his worshipfulness is um, dealing with quite a few emergencies right now. Um, I'm afraid you're probably the third one we've had this afternoon. So this is an emergency that likely trumps those. I can, I can escalate it as best I can, sir. I recognize. Why don't we escalate it? Why don't we escalate it together? So, I rolled an insight check here. I got a nat twenty plus six. Is this guy telling the truth? The acolyte just like giving a line. The acolyte seems pretty genuine. There seems to be like they seem a little more fidgety. They're they're pretty good at covering it. But they seem kind of fidgety and nervous, and they are armed slightly for a mage. Uh, there's a short sword at their side, um, and he keeps looking out the window. Uh, 
Anybody, actually, you all, um, uh, after a time, you you take a look out the window. The weather outside is, it, it's funny. It's a very strange thing. You've seen thunderstorms and you've seen bright sun, but they rarely coexist. And outside mm. over the harbor is quickly darkening. Uh, but on one side is brilliant sunshine and this roiling dark cloud is approaching the harbor uh, and you can see the flickers of lightning in the yeah, distance. I was going to grab the acolyte and say, no, right now, this really is the most important thing. This is everything now. Go ahead and roll perception or intimidation. While you're doing that, uh, you've piqued my interest. Shu, uh, seeing this, being a seasoned sailor and whatnot, is this like a natural thing, or is this like the tempest before some kind of monster? Because that's where their brain goes. They probably have seen this naturally occur, but that doesn't mean it is the if most I'm, often. If you thing. want to roll nature, Does that make sense? go ahead and roll nature. The DC because is they're a low. ranger. And they're because they're a ranger, and their like natural terrain is oceans. They're getting a plus twelve to this. That's fair. And I'm gonna say advantage. Cool. Wait, no, they get plus nine. Sorry, I did my math wrong. Right, and it's advantage three plus situational efficiency because they're a monster yeah, hunter. Not... Yeah. All I right. Rolled eleven. I'm just gonna roll a d20 and add it. So that's a nat one. Woo! But you said I got advantage. So it's actually a 28. Nice. Okay, 28. Shoo, it is incredibly not natural. There are stories about such things. Heralded by the worst, the end of times, nastiest sea creatures. 20, how much? Uh, 28. 28. 19 on the die. Plus nine, yeah. There's this rhyme that pops into your head that the monster hunting training that Shu has done, um, and it's mm-hmm. a it's a kind of tale that they tell, you know, sea adjacent children of the horrors. The waves will crash. The sky will break. The rains will fall and tear it all down. And there, amongst the blackened sea, the kraken comes. The kraken comes. Oh, Blibdulpup, what do you have planned for us? That's no storm. Well, it is, but, well... Imagine you've all heard stories of Krakens. She's coming. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Just just one more. Just let's, let's just add one more. Why not? <laughs> Honestly, I like your style. I fought Krakens. Not as hard as they are. Usually knocked up to be. Considered, whatever the word is. The um, and Graham next to Hilda is just like, there's more? 
<laughs> the acolyte wilts under Talithar's like glare of of authority, and Torrid kind of gives a little nod behind, um, and he's like, "Um, I'm not supposed to, but." <clears throat> We're rallying our forces, and um, Calron is is coordinating several. <sighs> All right, um, just just you two. And Lesser and Steph, me as well. Like, uh, just, just, uh, I don't know you. Um, Embassy from the Dragon Isles. Fine. Emissary. Okay. Come with me, and um. Try not to make him mad. He's already... All right, let's go. And so he takes the three of you and uh, brings you through the door, locking it behind and down a weave of hallways up three flights of stairs. It's weird, though, because when you catch a glimpse of out of another window, you are now at least 10 stories, maybe 12 stories above the above the city now. Things get timey-wimey, spacey-wacy inside a mage tower. Um, so you are fairly quickly up very high and you come into this somewhat familiar office, although slightly elongated and stretched from what you remember. Um, along one wall, you see a massive archway with a window and the city out before it. Um, on the opposite side is the door you come through and on either side you see these waterfalls pouring like jets of water from the ceiling just pouring down and you see projected faces every four feet in the waterfalls there's about 20 feet on each side so you see like you know a bunch of faces like eight different faces of mages projected into the waterfalls uh by various magics and you can hear overlapping accounts uh, sir we yes we've we've got to the place and and our forces are down we're already demanded uh, Sir, they came out of nowhere. We were not sure exactly. They're wispy creatures. They've killed eight of our mages already. So, and you hear all these various accounts of of soldiers and mages under attack uh, from a variety of locations, all projected. And you see Calron sitting in the midst with his back to you in a in a low slung chair, um, his fingers steepled across uh, in his brow. Um, you can't see from, from that side, but he's kind of bent and arched in concentration. And he's giving pretty quick, stilted replies to each side uh, as they come to him. And you walk into the midst of this. What do you want to say? Calron, the leader of the Inquisitors, it's a beholder. Welcome back, Talithar. The elven mage is stooped more than you remember. Now, you've been away for a very long time, but he did give you this mission and the several dummy missions to go with it. And he acknowledges your presence and kind of gives the last few fleeting orders to the to a few people, to the, the streams on his sides, and then he waves his hand and they go silent. Uh, and he mutters... A moment. And then he turns his chair and he looks to you. And you've seen 
Uh, go ahead and do an insight check for me. You've seen this mage at various points. He's an elf. Um, he has never looked old before, but he looks he looks weary, and it's you see deep lines in his face. You see he's concentrating and very distracted, but. As you mentioned, the beholder, you see him kind of focus, and he turns in his chair, and he stands up and kind of unfolds his hands and holds them out towards you and says, Welcome home, brothers. I see you have found Torig. I'm glad to see that you are free. Now, how can I be of service? As I said, their leader is a beholder. Its name is Kalfara. It attacked us, but we fended it off and freed Torig in the process. Torig can take us deep within its lair, behind enemy lines, so we can finish it. We have an opportunity here. As you can see, I'm stretched on all sides. Many creatures. Strange, ghastly reapers preying on our ranks. There are reports from sea that are most troubling. And now you tell me there's a beholder. It is the mastermind. It is controlling them with control gems, both monsters and mages. If we cut off its head, everything else will fall. It's using some artifact to do this. That's how it's captured and used Torig and others. And I kind of show like the control gems. Like I have probably a bunch of both yeah, control and control. Got a couple of them. Yeah, like at least five. And I'd say like, I'll just kind of put them down as evidence. May I see that? And he motions his hand and it floats across the room. And, and he grasps it the red spike that you pulled from Torig's forehead, and he's looking at it. Such a... small... but troublesome relic. Do you know what this is? I know as it's something that had been unearthed, that it found, and is using against us. Trolling things things of magic. I've read of much in my times. And we in the tower are promised to protect against the worst of the scourges. This is but an aftershock 
an unintended side effect. Have you ever heard of the legend of Uthfran? It is an old one, even amongst my people. Go ahead and roll history check. Okay. <laughs> the DC's uh, kind of high. DC's kind of high? Okay. Uh, let's see what Talitha's history check or is. Or religion. Okay. It's basically the, the same roll, so... An 18. Not bad. It... Doesn't quite ring a bell for you, but Torig at your side kind of stiffens. I child's story. I told it amongst my people. And Calron's like Yes. In ancient times a powerful magic user sought to become immortal. On this very spot, the ruins beneath, and we, amongst our other secrets, have been promised to keep it safe and guarded and secret. Well, these are but a side effect of the cage built by mages far better than myself or you, Torg. This cage was meant to contain such a creature or the promise of it. But in time, these become corrupted by the magics. We had hoped to keep it buried. And apparently, it did not stay as such. This beholder, it is a threat, you say. We've already sent one team down after it, or something beneath they did not return but did really in our, in our fight against the beholder a member named Rook managed to escape through he said he was a prisoner of theirs but he was able to share information and confirm the location of a, of a teleportation circle. Torik knows the ruins of that circle. It's deep within its lair. Well then. That is a powerful thing. Good work. 
Toric, Talithar, and what are you? He looks over Lesrin. May I introduce Lesrin, emissary of the Dragon Isle? Ah, I see you have succeeded where others failed. That is wonderful. The dragons could make powerful allies. Whichever way they choose could determine the outcome of our entire effort. So, it is good to meet you, Lesron. We have much to discuss now. I'm going to have to ask Alathar, Torig, what do you intend? We intend to strike almost as soon as we can muster what forces you have available to lend us. It's wounded. We fought it off. We've killed a number of its lieutenants. It may not be expecting us. We may never get this chance again. And he takes a long time looking at the little crystal and he floats it up and over to this bookshelf at the side where you see several tomes and and items displayed and it, the crystal floats over and carefully lands on there and he turns he says you're right time is of the essence but as you can see my troops are re- spread very thin with the oncoming threats I do not know how much I can offer you there is much coming and more than most know It is good to see you again. We'll do what we can. But we must wait. I need you to go downstairs. Come back when I have dealt with this. Come back in three days. I need you to do a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. It is a magical effect, so you would get your paladin-ness. Okay. What's the bonus on paladins? My charisma. I think it's plus four. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. your charisma. 24. 18 was the DC. Torig nods and says, I commander, I'll do as you wish. Three days hence, we'll meet again and take care of this threat. And Lestrin's like, Three days, yes. My master must wait a little longer. And they both turn as if to leave. You feel no such agreement. You mean three days. We just have an opportunity here right now. I just kind of give Kalron a look. Almost like I'm expecting there's something off. Do a retroactive perception check. 
the wrong character for perception and all that. All right. Or insight. Well, it's gonna be. Dirty 20. When he said that, three days, wait three days, he did a little motion with his hand. It was subtle, but it was there. He cast a spell, and a pretty powerful one at that. Go on. I've much to attend to. And he begins to turn around. Walk back to his screens. Right then. And I've turned to walk with the others. When we exit. The half-elf escorts you back. Yeah. I kind of turn to the others. Like, did, does Lesser or Torek say anything to the others? They're no, they walk back, um, quite contented. Uh, they seem unbothered. Like, all right, we'll muster our strength three days from now. We'll strike in three days. Yes, we will commence the negotiation at the appointed time. So we're all back together now? You're all back together now, yeah. We met. I was promised action sooner than that. Yeah. Yeah. We met with Calron. He's busy. Many of the forces are under siege and under attack. He mentioned about us gathering our forces and waiting for three days. Todd, you got some something happening. Sorry, I hit the wrong cool. button. Outside yeah, the that window, you, you see the lightning start <laughs> yeah. striking. You see the the in the distance, the clouds are just roiling over the harbor. The storm is hitting the city now. And it seems like in the dark mm-hmm. shadows in the windows, you can see shadows amongst the clouds that seem a little like they shouldn't be there. Is the acolyte still there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's standing there, escorting you. Yeah, like in the room? Yeah, he's down at the end. It's a pretty big room. I kind of go to Torig, and I say, and, and I say, can you shake this off? He casted a spell. What do you mean? This? I mean, it's a mate. Yeah, we all cast hand spells all the time, and if yeah, yeah, he does, Talfar say that to the group, or I'm kind of saying a bit quietly, kind of cluster you guys. Yeah, cluster again. Like, so I will look at the magic users. Casted. Eli will cast the spell magic. As you cast Talithar. that, you you kind of push out your 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 essence, the magical concentration Elias and it goes out in this radius and you don't normally have to focus on something but you you know that it's involving um, Talithar and Torig and 
possibly the last turn. And as it goes out radiating from you, there's this resistance. I need you to, to roll Arcana. What level are you casting the spell at, though? Level three. Cool. I need you to roll Arcana. Uh, yep. The DC is not low, just so you know. 21. That'll do it. There's this moment of resistance as the bubble of your influence presses up against these little cones that surround Torig and uh, Lesserin, and then bursts it. And they both kind of <gasps> gasp audibly, and they both look at Talathar, and Torig especially is just like, Okay. What the hell was that? That was not good. He casted a spell to enchant both of you to wait three days. We don't have three days. I don't know of why he did that. Three days? We don't have three days. Shh. Something's not right. <laughs> I don't think we can get the help we hoped for here either way does the guy you talked do they have the one of those spikes we found not visibly I think and they're under siege anyways there's only even if they could help there'd be only so much they could help with but now I'm suspicious Something is mm -hmm. off, and I don't like it. I think we need to do this ourselves. Right. Yeah, but there's the why of it. Why don't they want us to go take out this beholder? Why make us wait days? So Why? that it can kill us all. Could it be under an influence? Probably no, but if we confront him on it, we waste our resources to find out that he's just under their influence while we're being attacked on all sides. And there's a frickin' Kraken coming, apparently. Yeah, you certainly chose a great town to, to teleport to. Well, wow. normally... normally it wouldn't be like this. You would be able to gather dozens of mages and troops to help support us. Mm. This beholder is doing something. It's making a play for something. Tor, you mentioned that story, and I just asked Tor to kind of relate it to everyone else about a scourge that was bound and caged beneath, deep beneath the city in the ruins, and um has a corrupting essence, and these control chips are almost a byproduct. Do you I, remember that story? I do. It's... I'm fuzzy on the details, but there was some kind of big, bad, nasty, undead creature thing, and then the only way to contain it was to, like, these mages did this spell to, like, encase the source of its power, and they, they put this golden lattice around it, but... In, in time, it grew, but it was contained deep beneath, and they buried the city, and 
that's supposed to be, you know, one of the around these areas somewhere. I think I can't remember who has the book, but Rook or Talithor would probably show like, is this your notes? Like, is this what you mean? Like, to show the star that was fought over in the gauntlet, and then also the object that Rook had gotten from the Undertow. Like, he has those notes. He should. We'd probably share it with Tori. Yeah. Like, hey, you wrote these. Yeah, notes. he remembers, and he's like, I, I drew that from what I saw in my spare few minutes when they let me. I saw that beneath the city, but I didn't... I mean, it's a children's story. I didn't think it... I guess that... That could be it. Like, Rook will pipe up that thing. That's the object that I took. And was taken and caused the Undertow to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Well, says Lesrin. Are you saying that the Mage Tower leader is not to be trusted then? I guess Talifer will say, for now, no. Not that he may be compromised or controlled. This thing is bigger than we thought, even bigger than we could imagine. And Lesrin kind of touches his necklace. Have you any proof of this? Just the fact that he casted a powerful spell to make us wait three days when we should be moving quickly to stop this threat. So nothing beyond that, just suspicion. I've been tasked right. with negotiating through and on behalf of my masters with the head of the Mage Tower. But I uh, go ahead and roll persu persuasion. Okay. What am I trying to persuade him to do? You're trying to convince him that the Mage Tower is compromised based on your okay. word alone. Okay. 23. Yes. Puny elf boy seemed fucked up. Who was the nearest mage next in line that we trust? of the mage tower. You any points to Talithar? He's like, you are a mage. I am a paladin. Horig is a mage. You then, Torig. We have much to discuss. <laughs> And I he think... takes Torig by the shoulder and drags him over to the side of the room and they begin like okay. a tete-a-tete -tete that is crazy intense. And like, it's just anytime anybody comes over, he's Lesserin just looks at them with those strange, 
pupiled eyes of a lizard folk until they walk away. And then in hushed voices, they begin talking. And there is an intense negotiation going on for some time. Uh, so what do the rest of you want to do? Can I ritual cast detect magic? Absolutely. There's plenty of time. Yeah. What do you want? Cool. Uh, I just want to have it going because it lasts up to 10 minutes. Fair so enough. you just keep re-upping it every 10 minutes. Yeah. It takes 10 minutes to cast and then you keep casting it. So you're just like humming it. And as you're doing this about the third time, you see this this little ethereal eye pop into view in the far corner of the room. It begins, it's like hovering there with these little weird tentacles as astrally kind of floating there, invisible to all others, but your magic detect picks it up and it's like and his tentacle seems to extend off and then disappear into the ether. There's something definitely watching this room. What 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 do I see if I look out the window? Um, you see this massive storm coming. Uh, it's not even coming. Uh, it's now lashing the side. But the water doesn't seem to come in the windows. It it hits. There's no glass. It hits and then as though it just kind of deflects around them by heavy wind away from each of the windows. So it's not coming in, but it's definitely smacking against. There is a full-on thunderstorm going on outside. Uh, do a perception check for me, Hilda. And with advantage, because Graham is helping you. Well, it's like maybe we're stuck in here. Those are, uh, well, not the winds you want to be out in. Knock you right off your feet. A 10 and also a 12. All right. So you you see this massive thunderstorm raging across the city, flecks of lightning and thunder. Uh, just you can hear the thunder, but it, it seems kind of muffled within the within the tower here. That's what you pick up. Mm-hmm. Gex, you've been studying out the window for a little while and you can see like most of the city. And because the arch, you can see kind of more than just the 90 degree. You can see not that far away a couple of taverns you once knew and a little bit further on. You can actually see the beginning of the the hill that leads up over the um, there's kind of a raised section of the city where the ruins of the undertow is. It's not that far away. You can see it from the window Um, and then the the port itself down directly off to the right. and you're just kind of all hanging out in this room for a bit. Uh, anybody want to do something? I did roll a history check for that legend earlier, but I got a nine. I don't assume that's going to get me anything new. Unfortunately, nothing new. Yeah. Ancient evils. Okay, so come and go. God, how high off the ground is that window? It looks like you're about ten stories up right now. So like a hundred. No, about a hundred feet, hundred and twenty feet, somewhere in that range. Well, actually, a little more than that. The ceilings are very tall, so it's probably about two hundred feet from the from the ground. Can we? So the water can't come into the windows, but can we like stick a hand past that? You're welcome to try. Hill, go ahead and roll acrobatics. I, I did not realize we climbed so many stairs. Cool. That's the weird thing <laughs> about mage towers. Oh. Um, Roll the nine. Wondering. I don't know. 
So, so Gex will just wonder out loud, but not actually be wondering. How many of you, besides myself, carry, you know, your standard fifty-foot coil of rope? Let's see. Of so course, many put up their purse. Yeah. Never leave right. home without it. <laughs> yeah, I can make as much rope as you want in ten minutes. I'll make rope. Up I, I, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, Hilda, <laughs> you stick yeah, your so hand out, and your hand is immediately like it's nothing, nothing, and then you reach out, and there's this intense pressure, like wo- like whooshing oh. wind, and thwacked with rain on your fingertips, um, and you just. Actually, with 10, I'm going to say you start to fall out the window as it's like, and Graham slams his ham on, hand on your shoulder, his hammy hand on your shoulder, and pulls you back from the edge. Um, yeah, I actually rolled a nine, so it, it definitely was kind of sucking in truth. Yeah. <laughs> and because Graham was right there with you, he saved you from the, the... Actually, go ahead and roll again in case you roll a one. It's my favorite. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, no. 15. Okay, you're fine. It needed to be over 10. Okay, okay. So you're good. So Graham <laughs> saved your ass. Um, and the half orc gives you this little nod. All right. Thank you. What's the plan? I think okay. Dalva's going to tell the others just prepare to, to get ready because probably going to go soon. Uh, Gag for. Sorry. Um, Gex, where's that tree you're talking about? If I remember correctly, it's down on the ground floor. This building? I'm assuming this is the building that we were in. As Gex says this as he's walking around taking everybody's rope. <laughs> I just almost died through that window so i have an idea um so balen is getting the vibe that like yeah this guy's casting spells some people are supposed to be his allies we don't have three days to wait that's obvious again we do have a fortune teller if this guy's working with the beholder could we maybe ask the question like does the beholder know we're coming now because if this guy's working with him he would have let him know like do we still have that jump if we have we lost that advantage so that's the question I was going to ask. Um, for like clairvoyance and scrying and stuff, like the eye that popped up, is it like in the ethereal plane or is it like a kind of its own magic? It's, it's its own magic thing. It's an invisible sensor. But because you okay. have detect magic up, it is looking around. Yeah. It does look vaguely like an eye stocky eye as well. But it could also okay. just be the sensor from scrying. I'm gonna go ahead and activate uh, the third eye, which means I get sixty feet of like ethereal sight. It's not gonna affect that, but it'll be nice to have it up. Fair um, enough. Do a perception check for me with advantage. Where's my thing? <laughs> Twenty-four. All right. So, you open your third eye and you're looking first at this 
magical scrying sensor and your eye kind of drifts towards the window and you let out an audible noise of surprise and well i mean it's a little shocking what you see out there out through the window it's only 60 feet so you don't see much at first but i'm gonna say timey-wimey it's rule of cool for a moment your eye sees further and pierces the darkness of the storm in the in more immediate foreground you see these shadowy cloaked figures and at first with the storm going on it might be hard to identify them except you've seen their kind before reapers many of them begin swarming over the city you can vaguely sense that they are beginning to descend on the city in this storm you can also in the far far distance just see the edge of this massive shadowy tentacle and then it recedes in or is buried in the storm okay immediately he's Gonna walk over to, to Talithar. We need to get out of here. I'm pretty sure the Beholder knows we're coming for it. Because I just saw it. And there's a lot of other shit going down. And it's scary. And I don't know if we could fully trust these guys. Because how are they mage towers and don't know... Th they're mages and they don't know this is coming? That doesn't sound right. It's a lot of magic. I could see it. Mm. They do, they're being attacked, but you are right, there's something wrong. We do need to leave. My bet is that with everything going on, this beholder is throwing everything at the city. And though it may know we may be able to go after it, it doesn't know that we're going after it just yet. All it knows is that we've been ordered to wait three days. So, I think we need to gather what we can and do the original plan. Go after it. End it. Is, did Gexon empty already leave? I don't think so, but MT does want to like head down stairs. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really sure that. Empty, you open you the know. door to leave. And uh, is Gex Geometry in this place? I probably wouldn't just walk out because no. Empty's mean, not that confident of the person. The door but to the she office is like, at the, the moment, seems she would be like, can, can, we, can we head down? And this is the only thing I need. Then we. Go do, go teleport or however that works. Something like that. I'm gonna quickly run up to Gex and like subtlety's your thing, right? Uh, what's a small sign that I can use to like mess, like show people, but like not get seen? What What do you want to say with this sign? 
And he leans forward and he's like, listen, something's watching us. I think it's the Beholder. And I think it currently thinks that we were being told to wait three days. Do an arcana check for me. Okay. Empty. 14. The door you came through seems like fine. You, it occasionally opens and closes as somebody brings in fresh water. Um, one of the acolytes, a, a gnome, comes up and offers people some some snacks. I think we're just leaving. Are we leaving now? Well, we're leaving and waiting three days. I'm going to need a group deception check. Okay. This is a group, so it's kind of averaged amongst the rest of you. Uh, just the play, just the player characters, not the NPCs. I'm going to assume they all seems average right. out. Actually, they're all pirates. Yeah, I suppose this is fair. At deception, just keeping your mouth shut and is is definitely a thing. So that's a. How much? Uh, three. <laughs> Empty oh. is not a bluffer. Empty needs to play a two plus one. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't think she says anything, but she tries to stay quiet and not look suspicious, which is that thing. Yeah, right. It's, it's the, like, I am pretending to not look suspicious thing, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's that whole thing where it's like, yeah. Th that only draws attention to yourself. Yeah. All right, Gex, how'd you do? Unless you have another plan. You do have uh, about three hundred feet of rope right now. Yeah, that's all tied together at this point. Yeah. That wouldn't have taken me very long. Um. So the acolyte just came in. Just one of them. Yeah, there's a gnome in there right now. He's got a plate full of grapes. Just one, eh? They're all wearing the same kind of clothing, I'm assuming. Yeah, some some gray robes. Uh, okay, got, like pouches. They got like. I can see where it's going. Hmm. As soon as he leaves, oh, what's the DC to? They do have a necklace around their neck with like a little. Little tiny, like, kind of clear crystal. Mm. Looks like a, some kind of medallion type thing showing rank. Okay. Did Calron have one of those? Uh, you haven't see seen him. him, unfortunately, so you don't know. Not lately. Well, okay. You've seen these uh, crystals I'll... before. Uh, they don't seem, they seem yeah. like quartz. They don't seem like they're worth much. So I'll, he'll take the rope and he'll throw it at the bear and be like, here, make this go out the window. One end tied to that table, one end out the window. Oh, and then he'll walk over to... <laughs> one, and then Gex will walk over to Empty. And as he's walking over there, he will cast... Uh, wait, has the guy left yet? Um, there's the half-elf at the far end of the room who hasn't left, but the gnome is about to leave. You can wait till he leaves if you want. 
Yeah, I need to distract that elf. I'm gonna sign that to, to Rook. one of the various rogues. Yeah, that, <laughs> that elf needs to not see what I'm about to do. I'll just sign that. I'm just gonna say like seven of your NPC people all stand up and start doing weird. <laughs> they all see the sign at the same and they all I understand mean, I the sign for, cause some shit. <laughs> I was going to ask if I could take Thieves Can as one of my languages, despite not being a rogue, just as a language slot for sure. 100% for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, she also gets into this. <laughs> so as soon it. as people start being distracted, I kind of look over my shoulder, and if, if he's not looking at me, and after the gnome has left, I'll walk towards Empty Wisdom, and I will cast Disguise Self on myself. And to resemble as exactly as possible the acolytes. Sure. But I'm just You've a seen a few of them. One. You can look like a, a tall please say supersized yeah. gnome. Supersized gnome. <laughs> yeah. Oh life is good. Alright, um, so you are now a supersized gnome version. With with the fries and a coke. Um so and then it'd be like and then I'll go to Wiz empty and I'll just kind of wink and go, you're coming with me. Uh, uh, okay. And just play yeah. along. You're coming with me. Just play along. Mm. All right. I think well, empty has got like cheeks full of grapes. Like she just stuffed a bunch in her mouth so that she'd shut up. and wouldn't say anything stupid. So she's just like, mm. <laughs> Is old. And uh, well, daddy's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> You see him doing all this. Are you going to do anything? I don't know if, we, if you're saying anything, Bella. We can't see you. We can't hear you. Sorry, sorry. It's all good. Um, I got lost in all of that, so I didn't realize you were talking to me. Um, yeah. Uh, they seem, I will... They've empty and Gex have just... Gex in disguise have just left. Right. I see... Like, I saw Gex... Yeah. Kind of turn. You, you totally did. Okay. Um... I'm gonna kind of look around and try to assess the situation. Um... I'm not... Absolutely sure that this is a great thing, so... I still have my right on my weapon and I am just ready for anything that's going to come my way, which is probably a lot right now. So all right, I'm just prepared. Okay. So you're standing by the door. So empty and Gex in disguise walk out and you're going, it opens into the hall you came from and you begin to walk down towards the stairs where you came from and you see a few people coming back up, uh, an acolyte and, uh, and a couple of other people um, empty. There, there's this like really big dude just behind the acolyte, um, carrying a large battle axe over their shoulders, uh, kind of slung across their shoulders, shield, um, huge half orc, uh, wicked scar running down the side of his face. Um, you see just behind uh, them coming up the stairs, you see uh, this uh, beautiful lithe tabaxi woman kind of wandering up uh, hood pulled deep over their over the, their head full 
like receded into the hood uh, and in behind another shorter type creature kind of walking up the stairs behind them. And the acolyte said, yes, thank you for coming. We need to uh, meet his highness very soon. Um, can I help? You? Oh, excuse us. And they begin to walk around empty. And I do have one question acolyte. real quick. Yeah. Because I, the player, have meta knowledge about this, as yeah. I was not, empty me, I did not meet these characters and player or as empty. Um, but I did watch those episodes because <laughs> I wasn't even like playing a different character. I just watched those ones. Um, <laughs> one of them's a druid. Can I pick up on that? Is there like a druid recognized game situation? Um, that guy might have died. Actually, I don't remember. <laughs> well, do a perception check. Is empty wisdom. Because there's a whole thing about like druid telepathy. What's it even like? The druidism is a language that they get, sort of like thieves can't. But it's also yeah. like you noticed druidic signs placed places without having to make it like a perception check and stuff. Like you oh, just yeah. pick up on it. Okay. So if there's any like symbology, I might like immediately check click. Just to see. I will totally possible. do it. I mean, I got like plus nine to perception. I should be fine on this. Yeah, it's a 23, 28 if you give me Ooh, definitely. something. Like, You're like, oh, the yeah. half-orc and the tabaxi and this little halfling and the half-orc's got this rat in its pocket that's actually a person. Hmm, that's weird. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. And they go I don't have anything to do with that information. The, I just know it. Just, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> does the shoulder chuck against um oh, I guess it oh, would be the acolyte is it me it might be leading me. yeah okay. so gex garrix doesn't appear to recognize oh. you and just out of the way oh uh, apologies by all means and <laughs> you <laughs> they go walking into the hallway and they kind of pause there and um there's some do a perception check for me as the both of you were kind of lingering on the threshold to go down the stairs um sir i'm talking to gex um i don't know if we can make this right now um we're probably gonna have to go as soon as it happens uh do you want me to make me to make another perception check, or are you just gonna let that ride? I'll let that ride. What about you, Steve? Fourteen. Fourteen. That's still enough to beat them. That half orc is not a subtle dude. He rolled a six, and he's like, "All right, yeah, we'll wait here until he's calling us." <laughs> and the acolyte nods and points towards the room you just left, and um, they all kind, of, all three kind of post up and nod. And the two of you can continue on. You can go back. What do you want to do? Well, since I know where they're going to be, I'm actually going to just let them go inside. I don't know if I can succeed at that. (laughs) Sorry, pardon? Pardon? Since I know where they're going to be. Oh, sorry. See first, then Uh, then, um, Darcy. Yeah, so I'm just going to let them go to the room because I know where they're going to be. They're actually waiting in the hall outside of the room that you guys were held in. Uh, before I go, I'll just kind of say over my shoulder, you may want to go through those doors. And I just keep going. Okay. You head on down the stairs, um, and they seem to wind a lot longer than you remember, 
round and round. Darcy, what did you say? I was saying to Gax, like, did, did you did you know them? Like, oh, I think totally. I picked up on something. Are they? We have um, a complicated relationship. I mean, if we're trying to get help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we'll get their help. They just don't know it yet. Okay. Well. This might have to happen all really fast. I I think... I don't know if we'll be ready to... I don't know if we can... Hmm. At about that point, you pop well, up what I is guess. equivalent of the third story atrium like vista view you see it as you're going down the stairs mm-hmm. and then it opens up on the right you've passed several of these but you see this large antechamber inside and it's like you're on this ringing balcony around the top you're like you go out there and it's like you're three stories high and you, the first thing you notice though the thing that grabs your attention empty and it's almost like wisdom grabs you and pulls you in that direction for a second um is the tree there's this massive Uh, white and yellow and rainbow-leafed tree growing out of the middle of this tower uh, at the ground, extending down even below ground level. And it's extending up even beyond this uh, third-story atrium balcony. So you're kind of like two-thirds of the way up, maybe three-quarters of the way up the tree, and you can see it now. Meanwhile, back at the room, what's the plan? We can. can we, uh, we cut back to like Shu getting slapped in the face. He was like trying to flirt with the the half elf. They have a charisma of eight. Didn't go very well. Yes. Ah, I didn't understand at all what they meant. <laughs> I think Galthor would at some point check on Torig and Lestrin like now and then, like you know, you guys done. Um. Talithar walks over and, and Torg's like nodding furiously, concentrating. I could use a drink of ale. God. Uh, um, it's a lot to presume, but I suppose. Uh, Tal, um, I need a few more minutes. Maybe a few days. This is. Metroconics not great. Unless okay, it's okay. like. Um, you. You get the impression they could continue this talk on the move if they needed to. Yeah, wait. When we're getting ready to go, we'll go, and then you guys can continue discussions. All right. So, uh, you know, when you're ready, you'll you'll come with us, do your thing, then you continue while we um, pay a visit to an old friend. Elias, you notice that the scrying eye winks out of existence. You are no longer being watched. I thought you were going to say winks at you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... Game recognized game. I know you are. Saucy. (laughs) Scrying eye. I'm sorry. doing my best to just like pretend I don't see it and just like play defense. Like anytime I see something pop up like Try to continue with the plan and also like just give Talithar like 
I saw Gex do something to Rook, so Eli's just making hand signals that he has no idea what they mean. <laughs> You're insulting Rook. And <laughs> after a while of this, and um, it's just a Elias, you uh, you kind of you're all kind of surreptitiously like walking past each other, giving little looks and updates. And at some point, um, Torig's like, "All right, Del. I hope we have uh, not given." Too much away. But I think we're done. Okay. Yeah, I hope you didn't, like, give away the kitchen sink, but sure, fine. Let's, uh, let's get everyone organized when, uh, the other two come back from their sightseeing trip. We're gonna mobilize and move out. But if anyone has to do any last-minute preparations, now's the time, because we're gonna go real soon. Lesrin kind of extends their hand out towards you, Talithar, and stops you on the sh- on your shoulder, gives a little nod, and snaps off his necklace and slams it down. The skull, this kind of gem-like, uh, um, kind of like a, a like a black stone skull on the of a dragon on the ground and it just shatters across the whole space ruining all decorum of the place and it's just like there's a moment and you see where the teeth were begin to become these puddles of black ink and the rest of the skull melts away but in the core of each of the teeth you see several gemstones of varying colors you see green you see red You see silver. You see copper. You see white gemstones laying on the floor. And Lesrin says, My mission is done. Thank you, friends. Balan. It's been a good time. I must return to my master. Take these. You'll know what to do with them. Those who choose the way above. And to those who choose the way below, I wish you good luck and farewell. And Lesrin leaps out the window. You're ten stories up, but you vaguely, anyone looks out, vaguely picks out. It doesn't seem like his body hit the ground. Just somewhere in the buffeting winds, he's just gone. So, what color stone do people pick up? There's... White. Nobody wants it. I'll take the white. All right. So there was silver, copper, basically all the colors of the chromatic dragons, right? Yes, 100%. Silver, gold, (laughs) copper, brass. Then we've got blue. As a dwarf, I think I'm very much attracted to the gold one. 
white. <laughs> yeah. Is that dwarfist? Is that dwarfist? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, I'm a dwarf. So. Red. Uh, what else? A black. And am I forgetting any? There's got to be more. Green. Green. Thank you. And I think there's another silvery one, a metallic one. Silver, mm -hmm. gold, copper, brass. You mean bronze versus copper? Uh, bronze. Yeah. Thank you. So you can each pick a gem up. If you want those who are in the room, you can also save them for others if you want, or give them to your NPCs as you see fit. So, Isold grabs the white. Uh huh. Balin grabs the gold. Oh, Balin, the gold was actually. You feel something dribbling down your chest, underneath your armor, and you kind of pull up the chain that used to hold the tooth that Lesseran broke off from his uh, necklace and gave to you, and it is now a puddle of black ichor dripping down your stomach. But in its place, you find the gold gemstone. Uh, cool. Interesting. Uh, is there a relevant check I could do on these things? Sure, go ahead and Cast identify. Uh, I'll need an arcana check. Okay. Who wants bronze? Silver. Silver. All right, Talithar. I didn't fully follow what happened. So where did these come from? They came from Lesseran. He shattered the dragon skull that he's been carrying and wearing, and it melted away and became these gemstones. And you get one. Right. So is he like person. handing them out? The word oh. shatter made me think they just went everywhere and people were like, no, I'll pick it up, sure. But yeah, like, I wasn't, it's, yeah. It's one of those moments okay. where you kind of feel half drawn oh, to a particular thing. It's it's not entirely yeah. like, oh, I'll just... So which one do you feel drawn to is more the question. Um, cool. And you can speak <laughs> on behalf of others as well. So even if you're not in the room, empty and gex. Or actually, Shu and, and Crank get to choose on your behalf. Yeah, she will definitely pick one up if, if like, everyone's sure. in that, and it's not going to be like, oh, you're being a greedy pirate there. Um, but uh, I think they'd be drawn to a, you know, like, a, a sea-aligned one, which I think, I'm trying to remember, I know that some of the, like, metallic ones are, like, thing, but I my brain like wants to go with... Or copper. Yeah, I feel like they'd be drawn to one of the chromatic dragons that are of the sea, which I think that blue sometimes is, but isn't always. Sure. Um, probably what I'd be drawn to. Shoe is drawn to blue. The, the blue one, because... Blue dragons are the desert dragons, actually. Oh. I think they I like that. I think it's... I have a I very... I think they... Green yeah. or black? I know black. Double check one. They like swamps. Black, Black is swamp, is, yeah. I think if no one, if no one like stops Rook, Rook will probably just take a red one. The red one. Sure. Rook takes red. Cool. What about you, Elias? I'll take whatever's left over. <laughs> like what it, what's still yeah. there? There's bronze, <laughs> copper, brass, blue, black, and green. I'll take the bronze. All right. Elias and. Uh, Balin, you've got the red. Who isn't spoken for Bella? 
or uh, Isold or Frizzle. Uh, Isold took white. All right. Um, if we need Isold more, do you want to make a choice on behalf of Gex? He's not here to collect one. Uh, um, uh, what's remaining? Black. Um, black is there. Green is there. Brass, co- uh, copper, and blue. Brass. Brass. Okay. Gex, by Hilda way of Isol. All right. Hilda's going copper. All right. There's blue, black, and green amongst the NPCs. I want to say... I want to say the Minotaur grabs the blue one. Unless someone else does. Uh, well, I... Shu was taking the blue one. Oh, sorry. Shu right? was taking blue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I'm happy to change that. The I know that they're lightning and storm and sea, and that feels like... But you're correct, Matt, about them being... Like desert, so it is. A, it is a weird sort of contrast there, but it looks like it's bronze that prefers the sea. I know that some of the metallics were. I was just hoping there was a chromatic because, I mean, they yeah. might be something that she was killed in a past life. Um, um, all right, which would be thematically fun for me. Minotaur, but black or green? Oh, the minotaur. Uh, green is forest. I feel like, you know, forests, hedge mazes. I don't know. Maybe there's some crossover. I don't know. Okay. Minotaur scoops up the green one, and there's a black one sitting on the ground. Oh, come on. Don't be like that. I think that. Rook took the black one, right? Oh, did Rook take the black one? Oh, no. You said, you, you said red. Sorry. Red. I misheard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you said red. All right. I'm gonna say, no one's taking it. I'll take it, that yeah. one too. Crank. <laughs> I don't know. Crank bends down. The massive bugbear scoops up the black gem that just whispers and calls. It will be the mightiest of bugbears riding into fury and glory. <laughs> so let me know when you want to break those because that, that does a thing. Okay? Everybody got that message? Sweet. Is there any so, way to uh, I did do a 21 on my uh, Arcana check there. 21, and are you going to nice. burn the spell slot for Identify? Well, I think I can cast it as a ritual, right? Yeah, I if you want to take yeah. the time. Is it Identify ritual? Might be, I don't know. It is. Yeah, yeah, I can do it as a ritual. Takes right. 11 minutes. He begins to mutter and hum and dwarfinate. Uh, you got a couple of minutes. Anybody else? You're all kind of looking at these things. On behalf of your NPCs, Roland, uh, those of you who got gems, that's uh, a few of you, go ahead and roll an intelligence check. Just what? No skill? No save? Straight int. Okay. Or wisdom. I don't know. Let me know anyone who doesn't roll an eight or higher. I wrote a 19. 13. So above an 8. Meanwhile, empty wisdom. Since I've if you want, you have 
eyes on that massive tree, you can do your thing if yeah. you want to. Mm -hmm. So when, when they get there, um, she's like, oh, go ahead. Do you have a thing first? Well, no? okay. Uh, I might interrupt you, but go ahead. Yeah, feel free to interrupt me. Um, <laughs> we get there, empty, looks at Gex, just like, okay. Um, seems polite to ask first. Um, see if this works. Um, she pulls out the... I mean, I, the entire time she's probably been holding the staff and then also, like, I guess cradling the mushroom thing. I don't think she'd just leave it in the room. <laughs> um, so she's been walking around like that um, and just holds the staff and tries to commune with the tree. And uh, she's going to spend some of the staff's charges to cast Speak with Plants. All right. And it, it, immediately you get this deep sensation vibrating through you and, and it's as though your astral roots extend down and branches extend up and you begin to speak tree and you hear the still soft very ancient voice of this tree in front of you oh, I hadn't really thought of it I really like the image of like previously we've seen the astral self sort of take control of empty and she is no longer there and now we're seeing for the first time like the astral soul and herself like layered on top of each other like both present as we both see her conscious. eyes open and we yeah. do see this like yeah they're both there they're they're one for like maybe the first time ever um that's really cool thank you for that welcome empty wisdom to my halls oh, i wish i could put some echo in my voice too <laughs> <laughs> like, can I can I'll I speak in both in these voices just, at the same time? Just talk. I got it. Hello. Uh, you come at a difficult time. What do you seek? Yes. We seek your assistance. We can give you life. One different from the one you know we'd like you to we'd like you to come with us um you can come back we just it's a dire situation life i have but your cause i will seek to assist you bear the um, staff Use it wisely. And he's going to like reach out the way you've described this. She's like on sort of like a balcony, right? Yeah. And so yeah. she probably like leans forward and holding the like staff out, right? So it's as far distance as you can to make sure it touches. And as soon as it touches the tree, and the tree, I'm going to cast back. awaken on this tree. Oh no, she doesn't let us. No, they the tree leans towards the meeting the staff. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Otherwise, you couldn't reach. Great. And Great. It just... uh, when it touches, I, I'm going to cast Awaken. Um, I do need to mark down the charges. This is a total of eight of the ten charges, so I need to mark that. And, and I'm going to cast Awaken. I think it might there's... technically be too big for Awaken, but that, let's just, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? I'm going to say do a, <laughs> a Wisdom saving throw. Saving throw? Okay. I don't have proficiency because I'm a monk. <laughs> I got a 13. 
One sec. Cool. No, go for it. Mess me up. <laughs> You're lucky. You are so damn lucky. I did that as a straight roll, and that that is an eleven, sir. All right. Sorry. All right. So, um, the staff in your hand just it almost comes alive and rips itself out of your hand, and in the process, a crack goes down the staff as you spend every charge it's got to overcast, basically. Oh. Okay. Um, well, let me just read you a line from the the the, the staff. Yeah. Do, 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 do. The staff has 10 charges. It regains charges, blah, blah, blah. If you expend the last charge, roll a d20. On a 1, the staff loses its properties and becomes a non-magical quarter staff. So that's essentially what this Ooh. was. But you rolled the 13. I'm rolling that d20. You beat my I'm rolling 11. the d20. Oh, okay. I'm rolling it, well. it. Roll it. It's a 12. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the staff is fine, but it's got a crack in it. But it's fine. Um, and nice. empty Gex. And I will, Mar, we'll mark it down to zero. Gex, yeah. empty is about to step off the goddamn balcony. Like, doesn't even know where yeah. they're going. That sounds like me. Are you going to do I anything about that? Like- <laughs> just just hold on to the collar. <laughs> I do picture the like, you know, empty is further than her center of gravity. Gex holding just with a hand on the back of her cloak. Yeah. yeah. And uh and this pulse extends down the tree and you have this moment of stillness and nothing mm-hmm. happens. And then the marble at the base begins to crack. And the, along the the trunk of the tree begins to separate in this. And have you ever heard trees cracking in the winter? You know that sound. It's like, and it begins to separate, and up comes these roots, just tearing up the marble, much farther than you would expect. Like just extending, um, and the whole courtyard begins to get pulled up as this tree begins to just heft itself out of the ground. It's massive branches. I turned to Gex and I'm like, so yeah, we, we kind of, we might have to go now. <laughs> That's the plan. The whole tower at this moment begins. It cut upstairs. Shake. Cut up to upstairs. Um, oh boy. There's this crack of lightning and you see these shapes you see one of the reapers like hesitate in the window for a second and then fly off downwards um you know graham looks out the window and is like what the hell was that and looks down and you see this acolyte like way the hell the 10 stories down get lifted off the ground a little bit but 20 feet in the air and then drops lifelessly to the ground and then the bones and then the acolyte that was just dropped begins to come alive as some, or come undead, as the reaper, one of the many reapers, harvests them. Um, And then there's this pulse of greenish yellow energy. It's almost rain... Fuck it, let's go full. Rainbow pulse just goes... (laughs) And it's super, like, what the hell was that? And then the whole tower just kind of shudders a little bit. 
Okay. So, Torig looks at Talithar. He's like, "All right, I think it's time we get the fuck out of here." Um. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the Minotaur stops Balin and points out the window. Is like, "Um, what do we do about there?" You can <laughs> see like these creatures whipping by outside. You see a, a chimera fly by. Um, dragging some poor town folk who's like screaming as it's tearing out their throat. Um, oh, so either now or the next game, you have to decide who's going up to help above, if anyone, and who's going down. <laughs> this town looks fucked. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Well, hold on, hold on. What do you mean? Like, Seems like go... it's time to go. <laughs> Sorry, go to help above. You mean with like the flying creatures? I think like we're going into the belly of the beast, right? Like we should all be going down. And... Unless Crank, said... what did you get on your intelligence or wisdom roll earlier? Uh, uh, 20. Oh, God damn. That is one wise bugbear. All right, he's holding the most precious thing he's ever held, this little black stone. All right, um, okay. So, you're all gonna start to exit. You throw up in the door. Uh, who's t who's leading the way out, by the way? Rook, Talithar, Tim, uh, Hilda, Balin? Oh, Balin's got something to say. So yeah, you never did give me the uh, info from my uh, Arcana check there with the 21 and the Identify. So, you just finished your ritual as... Who's leading out? Talithar and Torek will probably lead everyone out down. All right. Talithar throws up in the door. Torek, you see a couple of guards standing there. They look pretty... They got the crest showing they're part of, hired by the Mage Tower. Mercenaries. No big deal. Um, and they kind of are a bit surprised you've thrown open the door. You begin to run out into the hallway. Um, uh... Everybody else, what's the rough marching order? I'd probably be right behind them. Is it wood? Yeah. Alternatively, the guards might have been like, holy crap, what was that sound downstairs? That's more important. I don't know. It depends on these it's guards. true. Anyway. But these particular individuals, <laughs> a half-orc and a tabaxi Ow. and, and mm -hmm. a halfling, were particularly hired to yep. pay attention to something else as you all begin yeah. running into the hallway. So what's the order? <laughs> I think I think Hilda would probably be a little bit on the behind because she has to coax Scram to follow and not, you know. He's like, yeah, there's going to be some shit that you're going to see when you party with the strange acquaintances. Like, Let's will go. Probably be, Rook will probably be hanging near near her as well, because she's the only other person that he's fami really familiar with. Mm -hmm. uh, Eli and Jalen are probably going to be right behind uh, the front line, because Eli's still trying to look out for like any of the Reapers that are coming out, so he can give like a fast signal. And <laughs> Jalen's a tough guy. Alright, yeah. I like it. And uh, Crank, I'll where's Crank falling into this order? Uh, he's going to bring up the rear. All right, and Balin yeah. and um, Estron. Uh, 
I could see Asterion kind of being near the Asterion. front, you know, as a Minotaur. He'd probably want to be near the front. Uh, Balin, I think, might be near the back because he's just finishing up his spell, so he might be, you know, a little bit slow to uh, to join the line. All right, so I you're think gonna she's be... hanging with Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Balin and Shu are all, all at the back <laughs> end. All right, as, as, how do you say it? Asterion? So Asterion kind of steps yeah. as a guard, you know protectively steps in front of Talithar and Torig and like, oh, come on, uh, and starts charging forward in a, the way a minotaur might. I figure like, uh, yeah, a minotaur, barbarian, he's like, he's charging down the front, you know. Um, do a perception check for me, uh, Asterion. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, that's 11 plus... Uh... Yeah, he's got a pass of perception eleven, but I don't think that's the right one. Yeah, just uh, roll d twenty and add one to wisdom. it. Uh, so yeah, he got he's got a plus one to that. So yeah, uh, twelve, twelve in total. Twelve in total. All right. So uh, Asterion is a bit distracted, stepping nobly in front of Talithar and Torig, um, and it's kind of pats Torig on the shoulder. Oh, I'll go, you go. And he steps in front and um, and right into the battle axe. Uh, so that's going to be a 21 to hit him. Okay, I think he's got a uh, 17 armor class. Nice. Uh, so that'll hit. Uh, so that's going to be 12 points of damage. Uh, the second swing. Okay. Uh, so that is uh, only 8 points of damage that time. And action surge. Wow. That's a nat 20. So about that cannon fodder. That's only 10 more points of damage. And the last shot. All of these are reckless, by the way. Uh, Okay, that's just a regular. And nine more points of damage. I'm sorry, who did this? So as you're stepping out the door, there's this flurry of activity. Everybody's going out. There's the half-elf's like, up, up. And Talithar and Torig go to open the door, and Asterion opens the door and steps in front, just as as the battle axe swung by this massive half-orc just unloads all four swings on this minotaur. Is uh, the Minotaur still standing? He is, he is. Alright. Gosh darn. That's a tough Is he still uh, charging? He might uh, want to rage. Yeah. Um, so, this is a surprise round. And... Really? Uh, <laughs> so, given still part of the, the surprise. Template, I'm gonna the template say, has the Minotaur with 95 points of health. But that's 10d12. Do you want me to just cut that in half for balance sake? Yeah, I think that's a bit much. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a bit much. Yeah. So that would give um, him uh, 47. So yeah, he's he's close to death. Does anyone, do we roll perception against, like, the surprise round? Um, It was behind a closed door, so there's not much to be able to see. It, they were just lying in okay. wait. Um, okay. Let's... Um, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go. Uh, can I get everyone, and I mean 
everybody to do a constitution saving throw. I think it's gone. What? Just a quick question. What is it? The ethereal sight see through the walls or that's a no go? I think ethereal gets blocked by enough stone and these walls are pretty thick. So okay. I don't think there would have so been a lot west, of warning there. Will the Western Charisma modifier? I'm um, sorry? Who? Zelda, what's your charisma sorry. modifier? Timely? My charisma modifier is plus four. Great. Okay, because uh, Rook is near you, but anyone near Talithar gets also plus four. So I think between the two of them, everybody gets plus four. Okay. Because Talithar is second, and Hilda's second, third last, or fourth last. So everybody's kind of sandwiched yeah. in between. So I'd, I'd spread the paladin love. Everybody gets plus four. And, and Everyone Rook, has plus four. And Rook has advantage. Nice. Well, Rook doesn't breathe, so Rook doesn't even need to roll. As this whole area begins to just turn this greenish mist comes up from the floor and just starts to breathe it in and starts choking and coughing. <laughs> As Stinking Clown is, is cast. Poison related? Uh, sure, yeah, it's poison. So you would have advantage as a dwarf. Hilda too. And that's constitution, right? Isolt got a 28, and Frizzle oh, got pass. a 22. Both pass, as you're both, like, covering your noses and trying to rush out of the room. You hear chanting <laughs> and almost low throat purring from the other room. And this horrible stench begins to, as the tabaxi has cast something, she's a little bit further beyond. You can, you can pick out just through the kind of 15 foot wide hallway um 20 foot high and they're about 10 feet back except the the half orcs right in the just beside the door then about 10 feet back is the tabaxi and a little bit further back is a halfling and a uh, what looks like a mangy dog all right how'd you do um uh, elias on your con save uh he got a three uh, while he was rushing down, though, because I didn't get a chance to speak, but I wanted to. He, yeah, it's a seven total, but um, I wanted fail. to cast so you... Mage Armor. Nice. I'll, I'll you have that up. And then, yeah, and then you... activate his Boots of Levitation as well. Sure. So Thanks. those are both yeah. active, um, but you are gagging and retching, just puking your guts out. Just, you didn't even bend over to throw up. It's just like all over Jalen's back. <laughs> Or, actually, it's over Torig's back. He's in front of you. Um, Shu, how'd you do? Uh, Shu got a nine. I don't actually know if I'd be close enough for the Paladin thing, right? Like You're close Hilda's enough to like, Hilda. Logistically, doesn't sound back. like it locks up. Hilda's, Hilda's right near the back. Oh, right. Yeah. There's two Paladins. Sweet. Yeah. That works. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. Well, so that puts me at like 13, I think it is, yeah, right? You pass. Plus four, you said? Uh, oh, yeah. wait. Hold on. Uh, 13 is a fail. So Shu begins to <gasps> retch and gag. Um, uh, cranky, how'd you do? Yeah, 16. Nice. You pass. Uh, Frizzle passed. Izzle passed. Graham, did you roll for Graham and Hilda? Yeah, Graham is the 22 and Hilda is 24. Nice, both 22. pass. All right, and Jalen, did Jalen pass? He got an 18. 
Yeah, Total. that's a pass. So some of you are incapacitated by the gagging, stinking cloud that now inhabits this section of the hallway. All right, uh, we'll just resolve the last little bit here, and then we'll be good to go. Um, the nasty... Um, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's do that. Um, hmm. How mean am I? I mean, I feel I mean. Uh, oh, hi, Scotia. <laughs> Actually, that's a touch spell, so no, not that one. The halfling steps forward, and even worse, goes, Good idea. I recognize you. And he looks and locks eyes with, um, who's the first one he would recognize? Probably Rook, and then Hilda. And the halfling oh. extends their tiny little hand in this pulse of this roiling greenish blue energy begins to roll down there's a 20 foot sphere of poisonous yellow green sorry centered and moving backwards down the hall towards you just in front of where the bar of the um the half orc is swinging it's going to miss the very first person so it's not going to hit uh actually you know what i think i'll just do an arcana check to see if it targets properly yeah, that's going to target properly. Uh, constitution saving throws for everybody, except for Empty and Gex. Whoa. Okay. Okay. No. You get the Paladin me. bonus. Oh, then a 23. And, uh... You are looking 31 for... 31 for Esold? Anyone who didn't succeed on a 16. What oh, Jesus Christ. Alistar got a 19 and Rook got a 28. Okay, both of them are fine. Well, hold on. We'll do with you in a second. I think it's half okay. damage. Yeah, half 17 damage. Free. All right. Oof, it is po it is a poison effect. So if that comes into effect or if you don't well, bleed, so again, Rook doesn't need to roll. Oh, okay. It doesn't I think because Hil I mean, it's a good thing Hilda failed on that because she got resistance to poison. There you go. Ah. Mm hmm. A shoe got a 16. Is it like, do I need to meet or exceed on a saving uh, throw? Beats, so you're good. Shoe, shoe passed. So you're going to okay. take half. So that is Great. 12, 19, 20. Is that, I think I'm reading <laughs> this right. That's 20. Wait, hold on. 12. Let's do this again. <laughs> 12 and 8 is 20. And so that's 23 points uh, for anyone of poison damage. Um, for anyone who didn't pass, half of that. So let's say um, I'll be kind and say 11 points of damage for those who did succeed. And Rook, you don't take any damage because you don't breathe. Great. That kills the Minotaur. He's at zero. I don't know. Did oh. my uh, nat 20 count for anything on that? Any extra resistance? Unfortunately, no. He just falls down unconscious. <laughs> There's this pulse as these... The, the mist almost looks like little tiny skulls when you breathe it in. And um, and the, the halfling, how it casts it is he... <laughs> tugged on this pipe and then breathed out this putrid yellow green roiling cloud 
that rolls, proceeds to roll down the hall, hall with cloud kill. All right. So, um, uh, absorb elements. When it says it gives me resistance, does that absorb all of it or just half of it? How does that work? Half. Half? Okay. I'm going to cast absorb elements then. Nice. That'll give me 1d6 poison on my next attack, and I would only take 10 then, or 5 then, I assume. Perfect, yeah. I don't know if it stacks, because it gives you resistance, right? You already have resistance? I, I allow doubling I resistance. Did. Half and a half. No. We here in Canada, we believe in our half and halves. <laughs> <laughs> double, double, Fair enough. half and half. I prefer double, double. <laughs> Just wait. Oh yeah, I do have resistance. Yeah, you're right. I do. I have advantage and resistance. So wait, do I get resistance and then resistance again? Yeah, so you get quarter. Oh, were you, were you not already yeah, factoring like your normal resistance? That's like funny. <laughs> I didn't realize. All right. Okay, that is great. the surprise round. As they're standing there and they look and the half-orc's like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> All right. I believe it is kind of late. Do we want to dive into this for a little bit? I can keep going. But if we want to stop here. I, I got to go. Yeah, if we fair. do, You're an I hour have past. to. Thank you, Timely. <laughs> yeah, I would have to, like, take a break and attend to my creatures because mm. it is past their potty time. For the sake potty of time. puppy potty and uh, and uh, Timely's early meeting. We're going to pause here <laughs> as you are face-to-face with an old adversary hired by Oosh. the mage tower that you work for? This place is full of holes. Or, uh, Just before like this me what my identify on I think if we're being, like, practical, a lot of us are probably just running straight forward and trying to get out of this, you know... Stench. So we're, we're tripping over each loud. other... And gagging. Yeah. Just like we <laughs> cinematically speaking, we just see everyone trying to like like get out of this poison cloud and running down the hall, right? Yep. Yeah. There's gonna be lots of Presumably it's not where they cast it from, or they'd be poisoned. Yeah. It does not discriminate. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Um so Balin has only just now, as the poison begins to bubble up, looking at this little tiny gemstone. Um, uh, in your case, it was a, uh, a golden one and it has this glint and inside you see this eye and it winks at you, a large reptilian dragon eye staring out at you from within this crystal. Shatter it and aid will come. For a time. You've got a summoning stone. Yeah. Each attuned to a dragon. So if y'all ever wanted to fly a dragon as a mount before, yeah, that just happened. Of course, none of you know that. But Balin does. It's one use case. That's how that dwarf lives, to tell you. Yeah. And that is, I think, where we're going to stop for the night. Uh, we're going to be back, uh, not for the next two weeks for me, but I think Steve's running a game at some point. 
um, yeah, so we'll tune in. So go follow his channel. I don't know if he's he's gonna have to fight to make that happen. But thanks everybody, that was fun. I did not make want to happen. stop. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, that was it all was over good. the place. Yeah, it was so fun that I couldn't even bring to tear myself away. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I apologize in advance for your terrible morning. <laughs> Thank you. I will do it the way. Yeah, but we will be back next week. And uh, we do need a title for tonight's episode. You can think about it. Let, let me read the uh, ad before Ooh. the credits. And yes, give a title. All right. Nice. So think of that, and we'll cut back in just a moment. Let's go check out. Are you ready for that right now, Steve? Yeah, do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> I'll wait, I'll wait till you get the card set up over there. It looks pretty oh, good. There we go. Go for it. Good enough. Uh, this this week's episode sponsored by the University of Taz Farrell, home of the Tigers. The University of Taz Farrell is a global leader in research, teaching, and the immersive student experience. With diverse and extensive areas of study organized around intimately nerdy experiences. Courses in artificing, bardsmanship, blood hunting, clerical studies, martial arts, religious studies, archery and tracking, sorcery, medicine, and hermaphroditic history studies. Where the world comes to comes to think, comes to uh, learn and hopefully pass their courses, there are a hundred faculty to help shape young minds. Those who actually graduate can be assured of promising career in their chosen field rather than wallowing in self-pity and being forced to work as mercenaries or hookers or worse, mercenary hookers. Make something of your life. Complete your C-adjacent studies today at the University of Tazfarel, home of the Tigers. So what you're describing is uh, bards, right? D don't be a bard. Don't be a don't bard. Be a bard. <laughs> don't be a bard. <laughs> don't drop out of school and be a bard. <laughs> Cut to Hilda's parents who are reading her letter and like tears streaming down their face. But the father's face and the mother comes up, lays her hand on his shoulder and says, I mean, it could be worse. It could be worse. She could be a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the episode title could probably be the Task for All Welcoming Committee. <laughs> That's, That's pretty excellent. Tight. That is pretty Very tight. good. Task for All Welcoming Committee for the win. All right. <laughs> well, well, thanks very much, everybody. Oh, hey. I oh, didn't see chat. I apologize. My bad. Thank you, Darcy, for paying attention to chat when I could not. Um, but we will see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, not next week. Not the next week for me. Um, but the week after that, we will continue this and we'll see what happens. Because you got minions, you got fodder, you got gemstones, and you got... Well, since we're talking about scheduling, we will see you on uh, my channel on uh, Thursday, though, correct? 
for hot springs and hydras about that it's it's a i'm actually i think i'm i think i have to leave town that night so i'm traveling oh i did promise Ah, a travel story so stick around for the credits for my ridiculous travel travel story story. very good all right Uh, i'll just give everyone a let's just say fun with the tsa and thank (laughs) you to the random man who was brave enough to grab my balls we'll 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 talk about that in a moment it's not what you think all right we'll be back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just for some after who gotta go I mean, Darcy's setting the bar real high. Like, you all don't have art for your characters yet. Um. <laughs> and so is, so is the... Action. <laughs>